And what about rule number three? The whole point of making amends is to fulfill rule number three. You know, you're a cynic, Doc. Of course, I completed rule number three. I am no longer the Winter Soldier. I am James Bucky Barnes, and you're part of my efforts to make amends. Welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. What it do? Yes. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Jeff? I am. I mean, I'm sore, but, you know. Yeah. You know, bodies. Bodies recovering, but we are. You know, another week, another another recording. <laughs> another uh, day I, in the life. I always look forward to, to recording because it's like, because huh. I sit home at a desk all day for work, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you're like, oh, I have this other thing that, yeah. I, that, that I do. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so, what am I doing now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> recording a podcast. A podcast, <laughs> which we still have trouble believing that we yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's fun. Imposter syndrome, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guys, what's up? Welcome to the show. Um... As you see on our, our handy-dandy sheet, Jeff, I had some sad news to start the show off with, but hopefully that doesn't stay course the entire run. Um, but some sad news in the industry. Uh, we mentioned in a previous episode that comic legend George Perez had been battling pancreatic cancer, and unfortunately, he passed away on May 6th. Um, an icon stemming from the early 70s well until the tw- until 2019, mm-hmm. like... George was such an exceptional, you know, like artist and creator. He had an amazing career, an incredible talent and man. And so it's a devastating loss for uh, for everyone and especially those who loved him. So rest in power, Mr. Perez. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, but in lighter news, we do have new listener news for us. <laughs> and so... Uh, Hola y gracias to our friends in Spain. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Something I can pronounce without bo- botching, <laughs> botching it. Yeah. Hola. Hola. It's probably like, yeah. Hola. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's nice to see that, um, you know, again, more more countries are popping up. That's crazy. Um, and uh, we're, you know, happy to share that we officially have listeners in 40 countries. Exactly 40 countries. Exactly 40. Yeah, and so we can't thank you enough. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, Jeff? Yeah. Thank you, guys. 40 countries. Thank you all. And even if it was just like one person in each country. Oh, I'll take it. I will take that because I think that's just so... That's... The fact that it has that far yeah. of a reach. Yeah. I think that in general is mind-boggling, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, what else do you want to cover before we jump into this? I mean, the She-Hulk trailer oh my god teaser trailer just dropped actually yeah the day why is it that on the days <laughs> that we are planning to record <laughs> i know like the randomest like marvel out. thing will just Constantly. get announced yeah and it's like yeah what yeah yeah <laughs> like today uh 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 official pictures of echo on set yep of uh, a lockwood cox yeah came out today I was like, mm-hmm. cool i'm excited for that yeah. can't wait to see that series yep. 
And then randomly, I'll never forget. I remember this exactly because you texted me at 2.57 p- <laughs> p.m. 3.57. No. It 3.57. Was it 3? 3.57 p.m., oh. I think. No, it was 2.57. Was it 2.57? <laughs> <sighs> which is still weird oh it was like, 257 because i was in a meeting yeah <laughs> was in a, the sh- official uh, is there a te- teaser trailer teaser trailer and the poster which is funny because you saw the poster yeah and then i texted you the trailer and yeah. you were like oh wait the trailer yeah because like, yeah. like my because my twitter feed yeah. like it does the random um yeah. like algorithm sure. like suggested and like people i follow yeah. and then i i just saw from one of the comic uh twitters i followed said like Official name for She-Hulk has been announced. Like, yeah. oh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I was like, mm-hmm. cool, sick. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, she, and you texted me in caps, She-Hulk. And I was like, yeah, Attorney at Law. And you were like, oh my God, the trailer. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. There's a trailer? And, and I was like, oh I my realize, God. I didn't realize the poster had dropped too until you said that right back at me. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. They doubled down. They just yeah. Went, Here you go. Yeah. yeah. At 2.57 p.m. Bizarre. The randomest. Yeah. That's that like to me yeah. as a time management manager <laughs> on social media and marketing. I yeah. was like, oh, that was yeah. that's that seems for, strange. For, for people that don't know, like when you when <laughs> when companies, brands, whatever, they mm-hmm. do these marketing drops and mm-hmm. everything's planned. Everything is strategically to the, planned. To the T. Yeah. And 12 p.m. Yep. Pacific time, 3 exactly. p.m. Eastern, Central. Like, it's always even. Yeah. They're like, yeah, just drop it. Like, we have so much going on right now. Let's just let's just <laughs> give so it to wild. them. It's so wild. It's so wild. But yeah, yeah. She-Hulk, yeah. I, I mean. I, again, I'm like, again, I I surprisingly did not watch Orphan Black. Like, I'm very limited on my no- knowledge of it, and let alone, like, have seen her. But I've seen some clips of her and some some parts, and and she does an incredible job on that show. Mm. Um, there's a reason why she could hold like that mantle playing different characters for so long because uh, she was okay, just exceptional yeah. in portrayals. Yeah. And so this will be my official first real like um you know like introduction to her as an actor actress. And so I'm I'm really stoked that it happens to be a character that I'm familiar with. And so I think she's and I said this to Jeff earlier, I think she's gonna like completely kill this role. Like she's gonna really own it. I think it she played just, it from what I've se- what we've seen already in the trailer. Yeah. Tra- I'm like I love her. It was good. And I, yeah. I told Di too, I was like, Oh, the chemistry between yeah. her and Bruce. I'm like, yeah. it's there. I believe that they're cousins. Like already. Like they're cousins. They're related. Yeah. Really? They look related to me. Like they they come off like and, relatives and then um abomination was in it too yeah. i forget i'm i've i am blanking Dude. on the actor's name yeah me too sadly <sighs> pain <laughs> but like i hate ourselves after yeah this. but like he's he's coming back so like oh man it's kind of like yet again like this is like what is it this is like yeah. mark ruffalo's or in the hulk's like redemption 10th 12th appearance oh, or in, in mcu yeah. because like obviously he can't have his own movie because right. universal so. oh universal uh, yeah, yeah because <laughs> that one's universal because universal yeah. mm-hmm. but um but he's been able to tell a story throughout like multiple mcu projects yeah, and you know you got to kind of make do with what you can and mm-hmm. i'm glad that he's gonna play like a pretty like um pretty big role in the yeah. she-hulk yeah so it's exciting and you know like jeff and i were, were going over everything that's coming out and so you know once again it's like so may has essentially been dr strange month and so uh you know first thing first week of june june 6th or whatever it's ms marvel time yes excited so for that to one see too. another yes. another trailer maybe or it's uh, the teasers are probably going to start rolling out 
in the next they, week they, or two. They just dropped a, maybe like posters, but yeah, yeah but maybe another trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, it's Thor, Love and Thunder. In July. Which another photo from that dropped today. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah. They are dro- They're dropping stuff. Na- all I will over say the this place. until the movie releases. <laughs> Natalie Portman She's is freaking so jacked. She's caught. <laughs> what the hell? Dude, I thought Tessa Thompson's arms were like. Yeah. And then, they, and then they release a picture of them together, and you're like, like, oh, wow, no, never mind. Like, Natalie, show. <laughs> like, <laughs> Natalie Portman's pow, pow. Like, like, hell yeah. Oh, I'm so here for it. I can't like, wait. Like, dude. I'm um, ready. And then, um, <laughs> and then Bast was in that photo as well. Saw that. Yeah, like, very, like, very just uh, in the bottom of the corner. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, we'll talk about that more excited. when it comes. Super excited. And then in August, She-Hulk. So She-Hulk. August 17th. That's going to be fun. Can't wait to see that unravel you think you're ready for this we let's do it <laughs> let's jump into so, them so today is yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot so hold on to your butts but reminder we are not experts we don't claim to be we're just a couple of nerds nerding out oh my word i think i just breathed into the, the man microphone. of the hour the man of of many uh, people's many hours actually yeah <laughs> so today's character study the incomparable, the one and only Winter Soldier, um, otherwise known as James Buchanan Bucky Barnes. Um, yes, sir. So let's take it back. We're going to overlap quite a bit because, you know, we have covered two major characters that are in Bucky's periphery, those being Cap, who was our episode three. Yes. And then Black Widow, who was our episode, I want to say six. I always get this mixed up. Five or six. I always get her mixed up with Loki and Scarlet Witch. I think six. I want to say six as well. I want to say, yeah. We're probably wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But but we have a lot to cover for this character because, you know, he's got a lot to him. Um, But yeah, first things first. Created by... Joe Simon and Jack King Kirby, whose first appearance was in Captain America Comics number one, cover dated March 1941. Um, So going back again to to reading these origin issues and and the the more you know important parts of this character's history, it's so it still strikes me so crazy, like it's so wild that he is a character from 1941. 41 pre-war type of thing and it's just like the stuff that was surrounding you know pop culture at the time and we'll get into it a little later but there was a are you aware of this because i wasn't aware or at least had forgotten in recent memory there was a captain america serial series in 1944 with real life people oh my gosh yeah no yeah black and white during the war it was yeah, no. it's something else, but we'll talk about it a little. Anytime later. you like, you mentioned like how old like Bucky, like Bucky the character is. I yeah. just think of the one like line from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. He's like, he's like, have you read? He's like, have you read Lord of the Rings? Like, like, dude, I've read the original. Like, come on. Yeah. And I'm like, when oh god, printed, yeah. like he's like uh, yeah. so old. When it first came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it first came out, and you're like, so, oh wow, you forget like yeah in the MCU, and then also in the comics, yeah, like he's, he's been around he's since that. Yeah. <laughs> He's an old man. <laughs> um, and so, you know, with our highest grade, lowest grade, this is an interesting book to examine because we've talked about this before. These older books that are very iconic, Captain America. I mean, come on. Number one, two. Yeah, it's it, those kinds of books. They never they're never on sale. You can't just go to a store and be like, I want Captain America comics. Number one, like it's not going to be there. Not you anymore. have to go yeah. to auction. It has to be authenticated because... <sighs> 
no one should get scammed for buying a comic book for yeah. this amount of money. 100%. Yeah. But um, as recent as April 2022, that is last month, a 9.4 grade of this book of Captain America Comics number one sold. Do you want to give it a ballpark? Did you look at my, my notes? I didn't. Okay. I didn't, I give didn't, it a ballpark. Give me a ballpark. I, did, I, I saw the highs. I was just like, I'm not going to read it because I want to know. I yeah. want to find out when we record. Give me your guesstimation because I don't think, because we weren't doing this whole thing before. So yeah. we didn't get to do this. But now this is exciting now though. Yeah. But now it's you like, get to do it. So think about it. 1941. Bring it back. Number one. Captain America number, number one. 9.4. 9.4. Four. Which is, dude. Which is really that's that is a long yeah. time. <laughs> that is eight. Keeping years. up a nine point four graded from nineteen forty one. Yeah. Wow. And it's Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ooh, I always, I always like just striking low, just then I can be just like mind blown. Yeah. I want to. I want. I don't want to say. Oh. <laughs> Three hundred and fifty thousand. Thousand. Is that your final answer? This sucks. Every time Dai says, "Is that your final answer?" I'm like, "Oh no, it's not. It can't be." <laughs> you would, you would blow it on who wants to be a millionaire. Dude, I'd be, be like, "Oh, I'd be, I'd be so bad if someone was like, pick door one or door two. One has a million dollars. One has a, a horse, <laughs> and it's like." I want the money. Like, all right, door number one. Is that your final? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If I, want to, I don't know. I don't know. You have a 50% chance. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Okay. Um, okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? $350,000. Yeah, sure. $350,000. Oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were reading out the answer. Oh, no, no. The answer is, my dear, dear friend. It's $1.2 million, huh? A 9.4 grade <laughs> of Captain America Comics number one, dated March 1941, sold last month for a crisp $3.12 million. Oh, I swear to you, I'm going to get better. At, I'm going to get better at this guessing <laughs> stuff, guys. I, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it because I believe in you. I think you're going to start nailing that. I'm going to be like, Tid, I'm so impressed. But can you imagine... Oh 3.1 who owns one i just want who's the original i just want to like who owns Dude, these it's the, I, the, yeah i don't know i mean tech like angel uh, halo and angel investors halo <laughs> investors businessmen like, i want to know who the first person who who had it like pockets, you know someone yeah. that was like first of all Nine someone born four. in the like who grew up in the 40s mm-hmm. obviously and they're like passing it down to mm-hmm. who their children right? grandchildren whatever and for it to make it over 80 years, yeah. 81 years, right? That's, That's 80, impressive. 81 years to impressive. keep it in pretty much near mint condition. Mm-hmm. That's, I w- it's, it's impossible, but it, but it's obviously possible. That is the most impressive thing to me. And we said this, uh, I think when we're talking about in Peter Parker part two, Yeah, we're talking about how yes yeah, that, that point appeared yes. five yeah 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 the yeah. journey of the book from when it was first printed and and who must have owned it through its journey and it's still this sold one? for that much that, that's that spider-man comic a, yeah, and it was like a ton of money and it was a crappy grade yeah it's point it's barely together and yet you have an almost pristine copy of captain america from 1941 3.2 million 3.1 
2 million 3.12 million yeah i just i just i just hear that number and i'm like that could, yeah. pay, like, that could yeah. pay off my loans yeah you could I'll, do a lot with that money you could so much you could get a house and a half or a house one house especially at this inflation i know the economy <laughs> sucks, yeah, <it> sucks. <laughs> but That's if you insane. yeah if you want to read more about it um nerdist actually wrote up the article and i'll put that in the show notes yeah 3.12 at auction Gosh, it's amazing. um and so, you know, another reminder about this issue in partic- particular is that it was published under Timely Comics. So this is the pre, it predates Marvel Comics. That's uh, another aspect of it, which uh, makes its value go so it's up. So rarity factor. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, again, it's the entity that would eventually evolve into Marvel Comics come 1960s. And uh, I think that's another reason why it's so iconic and so historical. Yeah. Um, you know, and before we start getting into this, the the character study, I was actually um, Instagram user Ariel Tima. Thanks, Ariel. Um, left a comment question: Can we get some Bucky Barnes ASMR? And this does not mean Sebastian Stan. <laughs> this means the cat cat. So I have a new kitten that we just got Bucky. in January. Come here, Bucky. And he is a Bucky. black black cat Lycoy mix. And he's got these distinct stripes, and his left arm is black and silver. Come here, Buck. But he's just staring at me like a robot he, cat. See, now he's sleepy. Oh, he he's was all sleeping. energetic when when yeah. we when we were about to record. Bucky. Oh, he's not into it. Rocket's like, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rocket. This Sorry, isn't your episode. Oh, <laughs> come here, Buck. Maybe we'll get him later. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not going for oh, it. Oh wow. He is sleepy. He wow. is. If you ever want to see a cat refuse the opportunity of treats, just uh, talk to Buchanan Barnes over here. Sheesh. Um, so, uh, sorry, Ariel. Hopefully, we'll get to it eventually. Um, so, yeah, Jeff, what was your first exposure to to Bucky Barnes and the Winter Soldier? Exactly that. <laughs> really Captain America, the Captain Winter America. Soldier. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's for sure. true for many people. I feel like, people, it's, yeah. I would, honestly, I want to say for a lot of people who, who love the MCU, um, who... Obviously, who do, probably who don't have the the comic background mm-hmm. that probably most um, people who watch MCU movies do. Yeah. Um, but people who solely just watch the movies because of, of it, like I feel like probably 80, 90, 89 mm-hmm. percent of them. That's when they first got introduced to to Bucky Barnes mm-hmm. and Winter Soldier. So, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I I think I remember when Sebastian first got cast. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's not a kid, because <laughs> I was so used to oh. the original version, um, and we'll of course talk about this in literally a minute, probably. But you know, I remember being, oh, they're they're taking like the adult route, which is definitely a more modern thing, a, mo- a more modern aspect of the character. Um, but yeah, I'd known him from way back because you know, like in the older older comics and older panels, there's always this, you know, like you know jacked captain america and there's this tiny kid next to him wearing wearing red and blue and it's bucky and it's like a very you know and i made this this um comparison actually in my notes that it's a very batman and robin-esque sort of um relationship relationship or at least it was in the in the comics and i think i saved a photo i was going to show you I probably lost it so maybe not but yeah um there was once a crossover uh, one of those fun crossovers with DC and Marvel. And uh, they actually have a panel of <laughs> of Cap and Bucky with Batman and Robin. Um, and they're like, oh, look at you. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> it's it's very, com- the, the camaraderie is there, um, which is nice. Um, 
but yeah, you know, to see to see um, him portrayed in, as an adult was kind of like very new, and I was like, oh, that's a cool take, especially you know, this is like the beginnings of the MCU. I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're jumping into it, and yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into the contrasts here. I uh, actually shockingly have one trading card only wow that's surprising that. <laughs> well yeah because you know this is kind of you know i say this a lot is that this is a character that kind of has a big gap in their history of when trading cards had really begun to be a thing uh-huh. and so there he he's not present during this time frame of like at least the height of the 90s and trading became a thing but ironically, the one trading card I do have is of Sebastian Stan from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Nice. Um, and this is from that set that I told you about when I got it. It's the San Diego Comic Con. Oh yeah. The limited edition uh, convention exclusive set. It's all character like, cards yeah, from the shows. It's literally nine character cards from the D- Disney Plus shows, and it's going for obscene amounts of money online. As I drop the really? entire sheet. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. So much? Oh my yeah, for because these, I think they only made 500 packs or maybe 1,000 packs. So, and I own two of them. So, ooh, <laughs> double down. Um, so yeah, so I'm not gonna read this Falcon and Winter Soldier one uh, because it's it is more MCU bound and, and more modern. But I do have a digital trading card. There you go. <laughs> that even has the height, weight all that stuff oh nice and so the back of the card reads um james buchanan bucky barnes fought alongside captain america during world war ii like cap however bucky met a seemingly unfortunate demise during the war barnes re-emerged as the brainwashed russian agent known as the winter soldier um familiar yeah. That pretty much I, again. as you read that, the <laughs> yeah. scene played back exactly in, in your my head. head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's very similar, at least, you know, on that surface level of things. And and so uh with that we'll we'll go ahead and, and really jump into it. Um so despite being aptly or coincidentally named after uh the last president before the beginning of the Civil War, um, this character first appeared in an initial sketch. So um, Joe Simon, when he was kind of creating this character, um, was trying out all these different, you know, like, okay, who could, who could this, the supporting characters of Captain America be? And, um, he drew this young sidekick mm-hmm. who would inevitably become Bucky Barnes. And he actually, um, based him off of a childhood friend of his own. Oh, wow. Who was a basketball player. Oh, wow. In high school. So he was a young kid that Joe Simon knew as a child. His name was Bucky Pearson. <laughs> so wow. he's like, I'm gonna put my friend Bucky in this comic, <laughs> and now he's Bucky Barnes and the Winter Soldier. So that's insane. Yeah, it's very interesting. And so, you know, right off the bat, um, in the comics, straight up, he may appear to be a child, but he's 16 years old. Bucky Barnes was supposed to be much younger than Steve Rogers. Oh wow. Yeah, and so I don't know that they had a distinct age for Steve, but. Given uh, the war and all that stuff, and he was eligible to enlist, he had to have been at least 21. So okay. we're thinking 21, 23, 24-ish. Uh, okay. yeah. And then Buck is like eight years younger than him, so he's 16. Um, so that's the biggest contrast <laughs> right off the bat. Um, and so since we've already mentioned him quite a few times, of course, um, you know, first thing, also I meant to mention that in the comics, he's known as James Buchanan Bucky Barnes Jr., Oh, jeez. Right. 
And then uh, in the MCU, he's James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes. So yeah, he's not named after Ben anybody else. Uh, don't know what happened there, but eh, I guess it's one of those small things that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, at least for the the MCU version, who is portrayed by Sebastian Stan, um, first seen in 2011 Captain America: The First Avenger, directed by Joe Johnston, and then last seen in 2021 Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bucky in the books, he was a uh, pretty much an orphan who hung around. Oh, um, uh, okay. Who yeah. hung around Fort Lehigh, um, and. Uh, he couldn't enlist because, again, he's 16 years old. And so um, he was kind of labeled their mascot. <laughs> so he was just be like the kid. He's the kid. He's Aww. running around. Oh, there goes Bucky. Yeah. You know, um, and he, you know, befriended Steve Rogers in the pro- in the process. And then um, they were both kind of like um, Bucky. It was interesting because Bucky was the 4F in that situation, right? Like he was the one that was not able to enlist. Whereas, you know, in the films... Um, it's Steve for obvious reasons because he couldn't, you know, he, he couldn't, yeah, yeah he, he, he couldn't qualify to, yeah, to Steve, enlist. Yeah. He was, he was tiny. Steve. Um, whereas, you know, of course in the MCU, uh, Bucky was Steve's childhood friend, um, born and raised in Indiana. And then he eventually moved to New York or specifically Brooklyn, um, when the two became friends. And yeah. so, um, Th- that's the same as kind of I don't know if it, I don't know if it's the same with the comic book version because he originates from Indiana and then he's magically in Virginia where Fort Lehigh is uh, so they okay. kind of don't gravitate to the New York area at all like the MCU does the MCU like plants him there like, yeah they grew up together like, it's like, like in the New Jersey New York yeah. but mostly yeah mostly New York Brooklyn yeah right and so um but the distinction of um you know the two growing up together and becoming friends uh, was lifted, was actually lifted from a comic book version of this character in the Ultimates universe, which is similar to what they did with Clint Barton and his family. Uh, okay. So this is another thing where it's kind of like, if you're just, if you're, if you're kind of a 616 purist, you may not know so much that, oh, that's where it came from. And instead, oh, they changed it. And it's like, well, they didn't change it. They just adapted a different version. Mm. Um, where I believe Bucky is also an adult. So that explains that. Okay. Um, and so uh, back in the comics, you know, <laughs> if if you recall, I think you maybe remember this when we talked about it. Um, like Steve Rogers and Captain America were like, Two different people to many people. They didn't know that Steve Rogers was actually Captain America. Yes. And so it's kind of funny how it happens in the books because Bucky didn't know either at first. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, so when Captain America's coming on the scene and, you know, he's everybody, he's America's hero, right? Everybody's in love with Captain America. And, and you know, like Bucky would almost like admiringly speak to Steve about Cap like oh isn't Captain America the greatest and Steve would be like yeah son he's great it's like a it's and like a Clark Kent Superman yeah, thing right? exactly. <laughs> it's like he has the helmet on oh we have no idea who he is <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's actually quite funny if you read it because of all ways it's just it's just so interesting because I don't know that they could get away with this sort of storytelling in the modern age with this young man just hanging around an older man and you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it was so wholesome back in the day. I feel 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Sure. It's it's difficult to tell storytelling to have storytelling be that pure and be that wholesome anymore. But <laughs> so what happens is that you know it's not it is it's almost like a Superman scenario where you know like Clark Kent would have to disrobe more or less right. But with with Steve and Cap, he would have to get into the outfit. So, True. <laughs> so what happens is that Bucky quite literally is like looking for Steve. And he goes into his tent and Steve's putting on the <laughs> He's changing. <laughs> he's changing into Captain America. He's like, oh. And then he's like, oh, no. And then he just turns around and runs. He, like, goes away. He's like, oh, oh my no, God. I shouldn't have seen that. But, you know, um, you know, of course, they Steve pursues him and is just like, hey, kid, you know, like, it's don't worry. It's okay. Like, you're, and he, he's, it's funny because Bucky, I feel, was more excited than he was, like, Oh no, he's I'm in trouble. Like he was like, "Oh, you're Captain America." Like he, he's like relieved, you know, which is great. And and it, it's a testament of the relationship they start to build as a result, you know. Yeah. And uh and because Bucky is such an enthusiastic sort of gentleman at the time, it's like you can almost you can almost tell immediately like he's he's biting at at, at the, you know. Yep. He's going for it. He's like, "I want to be his sidekick." <laughs> <laughs> um and so, of course, through some deliberation and maybe a bit of selfishness to just have a companion to begin with, because, you know, he's operating solo for the, all this time. Yeah. Steve Rogers is. Um, uh, yeah, he and uh, Steve enlists Bucky to become his sidekick. Um, and they even get approval from the president to, to to allow him to do so. Wow. So it's a big deal. And it's it's a super big deal for Bucky because, like, now he can be a part of something big he wants to serve his country. He wants to protect people. Now he can do it without being labeled a 4F in the actual army. And he wow. is Captain America's sidekick. Wow. Imagine they went that direction in the MCU. Dude, can you though? Like, wow. I don't, I don't know if I can. I don't know if it would have. I, I want to ask you, because you obviously you know a lot about Bucky yeah. in the comics. And then, yeah. So the, the first Avenger, the movie, mm-hmm. when you saw... Uh, when when Bucky died yeah. and fell off the train, yeah. did you think that the sequel to to that movie was was he was gonna come Winter back? Soldier, or not? Or maybe, maybe just come back, come back, and then and then maybe Winter Soldier, since you know that's the lore. Well, of it. that's the thing, right? Like you're kind of like, oh shoot, Bucky died. Yeah. <laughs> like and and at first, and because again, it was so early in the MCU, it's almost like I. I was twenty. That was twenty. Where is this gonna go? Yeah. That was twenty eleven. Yeah, twenty eleven. Right, and so it is very much like where is this gonna go, and and how are they gonna are they gonna go yeah. there, um, and and also Winter Soldier was such a new concept, such a new. It was. Concept. It, I think. I think it kind of. It kind of. It kind of shifted. Um, yeah. Like storytelling in the MCU yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And so, to take a risk, uh, on a character variation that was so new and to bring that in to the theatrical like i was just like dude if they do that it's either gonna be like amazing or it's gonna be like people aren't gonna get it yeah and he's gonna be gone after one film and thankfully it's not that's not what happened it's a it's a a top three film in the mcu Easily, easily and so to then you know pivot from first avenger and then the films that came in between and then go to Captain America, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. Like, incredible. I remember the first time that trailer dropped, and I was like, "Oh, dang, they did it! They're and doing, yeah. They pulled it off, which is my yeah. favorite part about all of it." And so, yeah. 
Um, and so, uh, before we get into Winter Soldier, which is yeah, 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 right yeah. there, right there. Um, so back in the comics, the two fight side by side in the World War II and um, by its final days. So in the books, he does progress. So in the four years that that Bucky and Cap are a thing and they're fighting, they're, they're, they're doing the dynamic duo thing. Yep. Um, by the final days of 1945, Bucky is, is indeed 20 in the books. So he's a young man. He's he's right there in the threshold of of being a you know quote unquote adult of twenty one, and um, this is exactly where the turning point in his life occurs. Um, so this is going to be a little different because you know th- like in the film, like you just mentioned, you know they're on the freight train and you know they're having a fight with yeah. Hydra and he tumbles he fall, out. Yeah. And Cap's about to grab him, and he falls. Just, yeah. He falls to his his inevitable and sad death. Apparent death. Apparent yeah. death. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's a bit different because what was? How does it pan out in the MCU? He had the shield. He was shooting. Then the guy had an explosive missile or something. Yeah, or? it was one of the hi- it was one of those hydro weapons that was um, yeah. created from the Tesseract. Yeah. He blasts. He blasts. Um, he, he blasts a shield and ricochets. It, Buck, and, and it yeah. opens up a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. and then they they both get sucked out. Right. And then um, yeah, Steve, Cap yeah. Cap grabs Bucky by the hand, mm-hmm. and then yeah. tries to save, and yeah. he just slips. And then all the foreshadowing of the left hand and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So in the comics, um, it's instead a plane. So there's this plane armed with explosives, and um, <laughs> of all people, Baron Zemo is the one that launches the the the, the craft outward, and so. Cap and Buck, in in their truest of comic book forms, jump on top of the plane, <laughs> like on top of the plane. Jeez. So it's not like a big Boeing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a smaller yeah, yeah. plane, obviously, nineteen forties. Um, and when when the explosion goes off, um, Cap falls off, crashes into the depths of the ocean. Yeah. Bucky, on the other hand, he attempts to defuse. Oh, sorry. This is before the the explosion. He attempts to defuse the bomb and he fails. Okay. And so his body is never found. And so he's just missing. And everyone's like, uh, they both died. They, they both just died. Conclude in K- KIA. Whatever. They're all yeah. yeah, exactly. They're all they're both KIA. And so um, and so they're assumed dead by the U.S. military. To which they then it's it's kind of funny they have like you know like the the cemetery where all the vets are buried and they have these two giant statues <laughs> of captain america and bucky wow. his pal bucky yeah and so they have this monument created for the two of them and then you know like it's 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 so interesting for bucky to have even survived this kind of catastrophic fall for either version yeah because he was not enhanced at all yeah, yeah, exactly. He was yeah, completely yeah. Just normal a regular human man. being. Yeah, <laughs> he was just a regular man. And in the film, in Captain America, he number one, he was I think 28, 20. Yeah, he was a little older. Something like that, late twenties. Yeah, for he was sure. late twenties. And so, even with the age difference, it's just like how could a human being have survived that fall? Um, but you know, despite having no having no enhancements whatsoever. Um, let alone the Infinity Formula, which is what we're going to talk about a little later too, um, or the Super Soldiers Serum and the Vita Rays and all that stuff. He didn't yeah. have any of that stuff like like Cap did. So um, despite it all, Bucky is found alive by the USSR, um, <laughs> General Vasily Karpov. Um, and he had lost his left arm, brain damage, and amnesia. And then Karpov sends him to Department X. And so... 
if you remember from our Black Widow episode, we touched a little bit on Department X, and they're essentially like the the founders of the Red Room and That's all right, of yeah. those operatives that yeah. basically Russia has in in the MCU and in the comics. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they Department X was essentially responsible for uh, <laughs> producing super soldiers for the KGB. <laughs> And so they took Buck. They were like, all right, here we go. We got ourselves another one. And uh, that's how he he disappears into what becomes the Winter Soldier. Um, Who, in the MCU, appeared in 2014's Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Directed by the Russo brothers. I miss them. I miss them a lot. I do. God. I do. They deserve yeah. the. They deserve a break, oh, though. They, 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 they really do. They yeah. earned that break. So in the comics, the Winter Soldier, obviously a different set of creators, because this is again much much later, um, created by Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting. If you listen to Captain America episode, we say that name a lot, both names a lot, and uh, and so Winter Soldier's first appearance is Captain America Volume Five, Number One, cover dated November. 2004 whoa much later so he is a more modern character he's only been in the universe for it's 18 years 16 17 years yeah yeah wow mm-hmm. that's why like i said to see him brought into the mcu at oh 2000 that early yes oh was like holy toledo he's a fresh off the factory chain so someone character. read someone read that run and was like this let's let's yeah. br- let's bring let's bring him yeah, in. yeah exactly and so uh this one i'm not even gonna make you guess because this comic and i have this comic you've seen it um the first appearance of winter soldier the highest grade uh currently on ebay is 9.8 nice you can grab it for a cool 9.50 wow yeah not too bad lowest grade is a 9.6 and you can grab that for 125 dollars. those are however the standard variant re- versions uh, I have the variant with Bucky on it instead. So ooh, that one's a little different. A little bit. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's still a big chunk of change for a character that's only been um, around for so long. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, and especially if you wanted one a copy graded and signed um, by uh, Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting, that goes for about five to 6000 Whoa. Jeez. Mm. Yep. This is... So if you've been sitting on comic books that are signed or that are key issues and you're like, "Ah, I guess I'll get it graded. Just pay the $50 and get it graded. (laughs) Just do it. Just get you some bricks already. And so um, the Winter Soldier. Um, So now this is the point, obviously. Now Bucky's equipped with his bionic arm. He has no recollection of the past. So the amnesia's stuck in the books. And so um, he's simply known and regarded as a covert assassin um, you know, given the name by the Russians. Um, and the interesting thing about, and I don't know if they show this super duper much in the films at all, aside the two obvious upgrades he gets, but in the books, as time goes, you know, as time passes, his arm does get upgraded with the technology. And so when they do flashbacks and such of the, of the, of this character, You'll see sometimes the the mechanics like keeping his arm together are like really janky. Oh, really? Yeah, like it 
it doesn't look as smooth and sleek as it does now. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes through all these iterations of just like you can just see and it also depends on the artist, of course, but but you know, he's always kind of had this cool arm. It's only gotten cooler over time. And so um unfortunately, you know, poor Bucky, he's just in and out of cryo, sometimes months, sometimes years. <laughs> um and so this poor guy's just getting stretched, you know, as time goes by. Um and he, they would also, you know, he would have these moments of lapsing. Yeah. And which is something they do kind of explore, I feel, in Civil War. Um, yes. Because he's off the grid and he's, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's yeah. Going like like that, he, he could easily slip back into it. Right. Um, but he's not, he's not as, he's not as displaced as he thought he was. Right. Like, you know, the moment that strikes me when I, when I think about this part, when it comes to the comic books versus the MCU is that, like that moment when, is it, who sees it? Is it Steve? Somebody sees him from across the street and he like makes eye contact and he, you kind of see Bucky like get cautious and it's after he's buying the plums. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, that's so what I it's like you kind of see him go from, he's Bucky Barnes when he's buying the plums, but by the time he makes eye contact and he realizes I have to run, you can kind of see like he's turning into the Winter Soldier a bit to all the way to the point where, he's forced to fight Steve in his own apartment. Yes. See, and so it's kind of like that, I feel like in the books, um, you know, he started to kind of lapse and he would aid people that he wasn't supposed to, or mm -hmm. at least like help civilians, more or less. He disappears off the grid. Um, he trained other sleeper agents mm. that he wasn't supposed to. Oh. So he's doing all this sort of, you know, undercover work, off the radar work, apart from what he's, his missions are supposed to be. And so that's when they're like, oh, you know, come here. And then they put him back under. And it's like, oh, well, there goes Bucky. He's down for another two years. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah, you know, along the way, encounters, um, he encounters Natasha in the books. And nice. we've, we've discussed this quite a bit in the, the Black Widow episode. Um, and so if, you, if you're interested in much, much more about them, you can definitely go back and listen to that. But um, that's kind of how he kind of gets roped into, <laughs> tangled in her web, if you will, because he is having these moments of realizing like, oh, I'm just a normal, quote unquote, normal human being and not just a winter soldier. But of course, you know, along the way, he meets many people, including Natasha and also Wolverine. Oh. Who we've talked very little about. Oh wow! <laughs> but um, so I wanted to very quickly talk about how they even interact and <laughs> yeah, especially Wolverine and the Winter yeah, Soldier. Jeez, right? And so, uh, what is it? Bucky or Winter Soldier was basically in Canada, and he was on his own operation, own mission, and he helped Logan escape the facility after mm. he had been laced with the adamantium. So if you imagine X-Men, yeah, X-Men number one, 2000, and that whole scenario of Hugh Jackman going under and coming out and becoming yeah. an animal and he's clawing everybody. Imagine like throwing the Winter Soldier into that scenario that he's the one opening up the door or getting him out or yeah. whatever it is. That's how he's going to get introduced in the MCU, right there. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> but then they change it. It's Magipore, and he's there, and it's Chariot. Like, hey. The stage is set. <laughs> exactly. The you stage has been set. You never know. <laughs> yeah. 
And so, uh, yeah, so they've got some history as well, you know, and, and I know, you know, like, I think we, we mentioned it in the Cap episode, Cap and Logan did as well because, you know, the war buddies and stuff. Um, but the, the relationship that Winter Soldier, or at least the, the link that Winter Soldier has to Wolverine is especially unique because Bucky was actually assigned to kill Logan's wife, Itsu. And so Itsu was pregnant with their child at the time. Okay. Okay. And unfortunately, Bucky succeeded in killing her. But the child being part mutate. Part, yes. And part human. Whatever. Managed to claw himself out of That's dark. Itsu's belly. That is dark and disturbing. And he survived. And now he is a huge dickbag. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I wouldn't expect anything yeah, less, we're yeah, being Doc, really honest. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, he's, he was once upon a time on the Dark Avengers, and he was the one posing as Wolverine. He has two claws instead uh, of three. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very interesting character. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get to see him in the MCU one day. Um but yeah, so th- that's how those two are are linked. Um, years, years, years later, and even with the revival of the Avengers and superhero teams, um, Bucky had barely aged, mm. even a decade since 1945. So again, we're thinking about like the timeline, right? Because it's it's kind of it's pretty convoluted. Um, but if you're doing the math and you're going about like, okay, so he was 20 in 1945. He's been in and out of cryo. He's been, you know all over the place that essentially puts him canonically in the ballpark of around 31 to 40 years old okay now okay which kind of checks because sebastian stan is 40 or 39 no he's 40 yeah yeah i would have at least said 35 no he's 40 he's turning 40 i think damn yeah what a man yeah so so way to go Great casting there. <laughs> um, and then, fun fact, there used to be a golden rule in comics called the Bucky Claws. Okay. Um, that no one in comic books could stay die dead for long. Okay. I think, Which, you remember you, I think you brought this up. Did I? Because I feel like they did not want to do that with Gwen Stacy. Okay. They were well, like, she it. has to stay dead, but then they still brought it back. R.I.P. Gwen Stacy in yeah, all forms of media. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. And so... Um, on the heels of the Bucky Claws, after his initial death, so like we're talking 1945, yeah. he was revived in 2004, and then again in 2011, the timing of that one, by the way, oh, wow. okay. <laughs> when he was at last given the Infinity Formula. So keep in mind, Bucky becomes the Winter Soldier in the books, Yeah, but apart from any sort of super soldier serum. He is simply Bucky Barnes with a mechanical arm. With a mechanical arm. Yes. And then, finally, in 2011, he's given the Infinity Formula, which is the same formula that comic book Nick Fury has that keeps him sort of immortal or at least aging very slowly. Which mm. is how they kind of they kind of explain how is Fury around still? Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, how so? Yeah. Because yeah. he has been around since Captain America's time. Yeah, exactly, wow. exactly. And um, and of course, you know, Natasha Romanoff has, has something of it um, as well as uh, Bobby Morse. 
mockingbird. Wow. Yeah. So there, it, that that right there strikes me as a very interesting move, especially for them to make. But it made a whole lot of sense to immediately kind of give MCU Bucky that allowance. You know, like how are you going to put him against Captain America if he's just a if regular, just regular Bucky like military yeah. guy with a mechanical with a mechanical arm. arm? Yeah, exactly. So you need to amp him up a right. little bit, and right? Yeah. And then of course they make the excuse that oh well it wasn't the same exact one so that's why it's not as good and it's not as yeah. perfected as as the one that cap got so it makes him the golden child of it makes cap the golden child of, of the super soldier serum yeah no, even I... more so are you ready for one of your 1.2 1.5 pop quizzes one and a half there's only one and a half uh, i didn't really want to go too heavy on the pop quizzes on this one because this is a dense yes, character <laughs> i am ready to flex yeah. my muscles yeah. okay so pop quiz jeff oh uh, no you gotta know this one you gotta know this I one hope. <laughs> this will wake you up what are the winter soldiers 10 activation words oh, crap god, oh, my. oh my god Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, come on. This is tough. It is tough because it's like... Like, you, unless you're a Bucky stand. Yeah. Or, or it was like you... you, you Also, like, when I've watched it, yeah. and I've seen that sequence multiple times. Yeah. I'm always just paying attention to, yeah. like, them saying it yeah. in Russian rather yeah. than, like, reading... Same, though. Same. Rather than reading the, <laughs> like, like, one... There's yeah. one word I know for sure. I don't know why out of all the phrases, this is the one I remember. Yeah. But it's fright train. That's yeah. the that's one of them that I remember. Yeah. But <laughs> for some reason I'm never reading the I'm never reading the, 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 the English subtitles. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to listen to them yeah. hear how it sounds in Russian. Yeah, same. Fright train and homecoming. I know. <laughs> okay. I'll be completely. I'll be completely honest. Okay. okay. It's a bright train and homecoming right. because right. so, yeah. So so here they are in order. Oh, you tapped out real quick. I mean, I. Well, because like, there's no possible way. Like I, I and I love that sequence. Like it's, one, yeah. it's like su that's such a great like. And I think we've like, seen it like four times. Yeah, that's maybe? such a good like, especially when you were when we were talking yeah. about relapses yeah. earlier. Like it's such a good like. Oh yeah. no, he's still triggered. Yeah. But then. No, yeah. I just fried trade and homecoming. <laughs> That's it. Okay. In order. Uh -huh. You know, for me, I realized it helps better when you have word association. So if you think of if you think of the character and you think of these terms as more than just what they are, and you think of how they re relate to him, then it starts to stick a lot better. Mm. At least that's what works for me. Or you can do what other people do and just rewatch it over yeah, and over and over again. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure people have this tattooed on their body somewhere. Oh my god! Oh yeah, the Bucky stands. <laughs> um, so, in order, Winter Soldier's 10 activation words. Are you ready, those of you listening at home? Longing. Rusted, yeah. uh -huh. furnace, yeah. daybreak, yep. 17, benign, 9, homecoming, 1, freight car. Freight car. See, I even got, I got one and a half. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Bucky, freight car, longing, <laughs> rusted. You know, it's Do you funny. not want what? treats? 
He doesn't want you. He doesn't care. <laughs> you know, it's funny. What if like anytime someone says that, it's yeah. like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah, exactly. And then just a, a big, someone just gets like murdered. <laughs> <laughs> just straight oh up God. assassinated. Oh my God. T-boned by a bionic arm. Oh my gosh. That'd be so crazy. <laughs> so that those are the 10 activation words, which thankfully Bucky has gotten over in his time. He has now, thank God. Yeah. Benign. Yeah, Benign. I would have never gotten... Ben- yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I wanted to show you these, and I got I got sidetracked. But here are... So this is kind of a light... I'm showing Jeff a couple of pages from, from so the book. Cool. Yeah, and so that... that This is early Bucky. So this is maybe Bucky as Witch of Soldier, maybe when he's 22, 3, 4, 5. Yeah. And if you um, swipe to the... Yeah. That's him a little later, which is more familiar because he's got the longer hair. Um, so basically, the Russians didn't give him a haircut. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> this is reading the reading this text reminds me about the scene between Cap and Nat hmm. when they're talking about like what's on this drive. And it's like like the pe- yeah. and then Nat's like the people call him the Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. He has twelve dozen. He has twelve dozen assassinations and mm-hmm. da, da, mm-hmm. he's in. He's out. Mm-hmm. He's a ghost story. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, oh, wow. that's exactly. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what the vibe is like, right? Yeah. You can hear the crackling of the flame and just this stoic ghost of a man who's just. Bye bye bikini lines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure you look terrible in them. Is that what it is? That what it says? Yeah. I'm sure you look terrible in them. Aw. Uh Cap Nat. Um so well let's jump into powers. Um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, Bucky Barnes did not have a single iota mm-hmm. of a superpower. Yep. Um, pre serum, pre formula. And so in the comics um he did excel at master martial arts marksman expert shield fighter dubbed the best natural fighter by general phillips mm-hmm. who is uh tommy lee jones in the first film oh yeah right yeah. Yeah. yeah um he's also a master of stealth master acrobat advanced scout so he's very good at hunting and, and um tracking um, he had a weapons proficiency. It was multilingual. He's a great tactician, spy, and now, of course, assassin. Um, and same goes for, I think, the MCU version. I mean, he seemed to be, he seemed to be an incredible marksman because he was always behind the sniper. Um, yes. he was a sniper shooter in, in the first film, I believe. And then, um, he could, he could take a punch. He could hit, he could, he could throw one too seems like a well-seasoned <laughs> yeah. i like from the from uh, yeah. that first from winter soldier the first well, yeah i i was thinking he was out he was just great with like artillery right. and with guns like yeah um like, and he just has his metal arm as like like that's like his like it's not what it's, i wouldn't say backup of an ability but it's mm-hmm. like he can keep up with most because of like the arm like strength yeah. wise yeah um but i always thought he was like he was good with guns because the way that he was using guns yeah. and, and artillery mm-hmm um, in the in the movie, I was like, "Oh, this guy's a seasoned vet, right? For sure, yeah, yeah, right. Like, and and I think they they do mention it in the books that he was, um, he was, uh, what was it, well trained in all like general aspects. He was like almost like a a top tier soldier. Like he was really on it. He knew his stuff, and yeah, he was just he's a very concise yeah. soldier. He doesn't waste any movements, type right, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so in in the films. 
Um, yeah, again, he's he's probably got most of, if not a lot, of the attributes that the comic book version has. But he is well equipped in the first Avenger. He used a an M nineteen forty one Johnson rifle. Yep. Like I mentioned. And um which leads me to the fact that in the comics, firearms are like Bucky's thing. That is what he does. Yeah. Like it's it's almost it's so interesting because they immerse that the comic book version of his character so much in 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 his gear that mm-hmm. you almost don't think of the arm because it's it's obviously powerful yeah but it's he's more of a tactician when it comes to his weaponry yeah and i love that that's what i love about that's what i've got like yeah in all like all his appearances like even in his uh short uh, appearance in infinity war Mm -hmm. when um when rocket was like oh i'll get that arm and and, like he's just using a gun like a big gun and you're like yeah "Yeah, okay like he's always he always has a gun it's not only his arm yeah he he has to have like artillery with artillery him. yeah an impressive artillery at that yeah um which yeah like you know some of my favorite parts of captain america the winter soldier are when he's just using his other weaponry like the knives that's why i bought the knife like i bought that <sighs> so good that hand blade because the the gerber because it's just i love the way that again that the character doesn't always rely on the arm it comes in handy it does yeah <laughs> but he is very well known for his usages of the blades and the the guns and stuff and even in falcon winter soldier when he has the flashback or the nightmare um as the winter soldier and he pulls the knife from like his his back holster yeah and ugh, so cool yeah his fight scenes are so are good. really <laughs> are really fun <laughs> i mean like i said like the Winter Soldier is my mom's number one favorite Marvel movie, tied with Deadpool of all things. But wow. she loves Winter Soldier. <laughs> I know it's like the the, the spectrum, <laughs> but she loves the she loves not only did the the Russos do an incredible job with the film, but also it was very like 007 spy movie esque. The tone of Winter Soldier right. was so great. Yeah, and the way that the, the fighting is and, and, and the whole operative. I mean, yeah, that knife fight between him and Cap. And then you see the you've seen the you've seen the behind the scenes of him practicing his knife flip and everything. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, wow. And you're like, it's actually him. Yeah. Which is incredible as well. Um and so yeah, in the books, the same goes for for, for Bucky. He's always equipped with you know, to the nines with some awesome, you know, firearm. Yeah. Um, but they're so important to the Winter Soldier, Bucky, of course, um, to the point that his choice arms have explosive palm print sensors. Okay. So I don't know if this was in a bomb Bond movie, but I know it's almost identical to Star-Lord in the comics. Star-Lord in the comics... I don't know if he, they did this in the game too, but his element guns, mm-hmm. they're 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 formatted to his DNA. Yes. So if someone else tries to use it, they it, can't. The, yes. They don't work, right? Yeah. And so the same, a similar situation goes for Bucky in that if someone were to try and use his gun, like say he was in a fight, the his opponent got a hold of his. They can't. They use can't it. use yeah. it. It's gonna explode in their hand. Oh gosh. <laughs> and then opens up the opportunity for him to come back and combat that. Which is like sick. That's <laughs> insane. So cool. Scary. Yeah, it's really scary. Um, and so you know, because I mentioned the rifle in, in in Captain America: First Avenger, as the Winter Soldier in the Winter Soldier film, he uses a uh, Sig Sauer, uh, a Sawyer P twenty two six R. 
Um, and then when it comes to his actual powers as the Winter Soldier, um, again, it does kind of vary because, you know, like, what do you even say about the MCU version, right? He's he's super strong and he's obviously got endurance and he's got stamina and yeah. he's super powered in, in that he's got um, advanced uh strengths and and you know and all that stuff but um in the comics they do define it uh per the infinity formula he has enhanced physical conditioning so speed strength stamina agility etc uh the cybernetic enhanced physiology so that's the arm um so it's i like that they kind of go into the body of the, the mechanics of the actual uh, arm yeah and so they note that um it's got strength. It also has sensors and tactical reload, reach, discharge, and defense. So even though he's right-handed, yes, <laughs> he has a tactical reload system in his bionic arm that allows him to like, you know how impressive Scarlet, uh, Scarlet, I mean Scarlet, but Natasha's reloading in the Infinity War trailer that they, or whatever they the end game trailer yeah, yeah yeah where it's really quick like yeah, yeah imagine yeah. that but times two i guess yeah and that's like the winter soldier that in the makes comic sense books. yeah and also because yeah, when you're holding a gun and yeah. your shot hand is usually yeah. yeah right 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 and so he's very good at that um and he even has <laughs> this is the big big biggest contrast <laughs> that i think gets overlooked very often in the comics is that he has a retractable blade in inside the, the arm in the arm wow so I don't think he even uses it that often, if ever. It looks scary. Oh, it sounds scary. He doesn't need to because he has his guns. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that accounts for all the times that he's not pulling it from the back sheath or something. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's tech that also proved to be present that allows Bucky to, to mask the arm to look human or natural. Yes. So there's a part in, I don't remember if it was a Black Widow book or a Winter Soldier book, but he, in the panels, Bucky has two natural arms mm-hmm. and it's because he's using the veil to mask oh. the bionic because apparently it made natasha feel a little better okay at times sure. <laughs> it made her more comfortable i guess um which they haven't done in the mcu and i think that would be well if they want to cover it up and just let sebastian stan use both of his natural arms oh oh yeah, <laughs> they yeah. could be like it's the photostatic veil <laughs> <laughs> save some cgi stuff. yeah but it's just too cool like how are you gonna how are you gonna cover that up man i know it's so cool like yeah <laughs> it's too cool okay so here's the here's the other pop quiz that isn't really a pop quiz it's a half pop quiz so jeff okay how much can the Winter Soldier lift, brah? Oh, God. Is this like that same question from, <laughs> yeah. from, oh, from what episode was that? Uh, How many tons can someone oh, lift? Oh, I think maybe it was either, I don't know. I want to say Vision, maybe. Oh, it was Vision. It was Vision. It was huh? Vision. It was yeah. Vision. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. How much can he lift? Yeah. Okay, so well, there's, there's no established um, number. number, but I do have some science math stuff. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm I'm going based off what I've seen in the MCU. Oh, perfect. <laughs> like, that's exactly what you should be doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the first example I have, I mean, this is like a very, this is the very, like, very surface level, obviously, like, if Spider-Man can stop his, a punch from him, that's obviously, and we know there's a lot of force going in there. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like strength-wise, they're like almost at the same level because they're both enhanced individuals. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what else? 
he can like he rips things off like like nothing like yeah. like a band-aid like yeah. uh, <laughs> oh god what else what else has he like manhandled <laughs> <laughs> uh, i forget I mean, the motorcycle is a big. Oh, one. that's right. I forget about that. That's a okay. Oh, big yeah. One. He grabbed him yeah. all, got out the out the air. I love that because of it's, the, it is the really sound that they they used in that exact yeah. moment. The movement, too. the camera work yeah, on it, it's so good. Oh, sound design, on, yeah. I want to say. I want to say at least like how much he can lift, just with like off that arm, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to overshoot <laughs> it, but. He, then again, he is still a human being and not like a android. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so you know, like yeah. h- comparing like him lifting something to like Thor lifting something. Yeah, a god. A god. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I want to say uh, half a ton. Oh. that's not bad. That's actually <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say a whole ton. But I'm like, well, no, that's, that's actually very close. Almost like half a time. That's very close. Okay, so when I did my research, I was like, is this anywhere? Like, I really wanted to find a scientific, mathematical sort of aspect to this character. And so um, the rationale that people had lined up was uh-huh. that, okay, so Cap, basing it on Cap <laughs> yeah. and what they have lifted. So yes. Cap in in the, you know, the real, the Captain America wants you real. He's lifting a motorcycle with three women on it or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guesstimate that that is about 900 <laughs> okay. to 1,200 pounds. Yes. And then you take that and then you settle it with, okay, well, the Winter Soldier picked up a motorcycle like it was a, a book. Yes. Turned it around, jumped on it, and took off. Okay, so let's say that's about 900 pounds or so too. And then you kind of break it a little even. There's 2,000 pounds in a ton. Yes. So making 1,000, 1,200, hey. half a ton. <laughs> <That's> so well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would say it's okay, about, cool. about almost a ton, half a ton yeah. to a I, ton. I, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. maybe three. I was like 500. I was like, Because mm. yeah. And then the, the added factor of because of the discussion with Spider-Man and how he was so easily able to, to stop Bucky's arm. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, he's got the spider aspect and all of that good stuff. But, you know, if you think about the pressure and the da, 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 Yeah. So you basically, Peter's got like, Peter's got like three ton, four ton to Cap and Bucky's one. Probably. Which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and also Cap almost tried to kill him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dropped a whole walkway on him. <laughs> exactly. Which can you imagine? I don't I didn't even look up how much that must that's weigh, but it's I mean, definitely a lot. That's yeah. And he's still kind of Queens? He had it. <laughs> he still had it. Still had it. Oh, oh Spidey. Oh legend. So yeah. yeah. So well done, Jeff. Sick. Very good. Um and then that brings us to main adversaries. Ooh. I mean these are these are absolutely given. My my don't my notes here. I just have Hydra. Duh. Um, Hydra <laughs> Basically, is, yeah, dude, yeah. entire thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Hydra is a big thing. If you haven't, for some reason, haven't seen the Winter Soldier, I mean, my God, go watch it, please. Yes. Um, but I will say that the the MCU counterparts to their comic book counterparts, it it it, it is quite different in that. 
they're not as uh i don't want to say relevant or important but they're not as prominent when it comes to bucky in the comic books as they are oh, in really? the mcu yeah okay. i feel like in the mcu they they they're very much um heightened the you know like they had to, yeah like they like, had to build the like the, hydra was part yeah. of his identity at some point yeah, yeah like they really had to build that exposition of like okay well how does he get here and how does he become this and how does this factor into the big world of course yeah. um so i'm gonna start more on this on the mcu side than comic on uh, for this part but um let's start with red skull uh portrayed by hugo weaving and and Roz marquand um he gets an honorable mention because uh, Buck was captured during the first Avenger, but you know, in you know, in the comics, not unlike the films, Red Skull was more of a Cap villain than he was Bucky's. So even though they've had some crossover in the comics, especially when Bucky becomes Captain America, which mm. we'll talk about a little bit later, um, he he actually went toe to toe with Red Skull's daughter, Ooh. Sin. Yeah, if you can believe it. And I think I did mention her at one point, but Red Skull has a daughter named Sin, and she has a literal Red Skull because of, like, I think it was a, I don't know if it was, she was burned or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, and she's insane. She's actually insane. Um, but she is more of Bucky's adversary than Red Skull ever was. Got at it. least from my perspective. And then, of course, in the MCU, um, next up is Arnim Zola, portrayed by Toby Jones. Um, so he essentially captured and tortured Bucky, um, inevitably helping and converting him into the Winter Soldier with the, the Hydra equivalent of the Super Soldier Serum in the films. And then in the books, uh, it's kind of like Red Skull again. He's, he's far more prominent in, in the film than he is in the comics. And I don't think they even have much overlap, if any, when it comes to the comics. And then that brings us to Vasily Karpov, who... I swear, if you're not paying attention, you don't even realize he's in the films. You're just like, there's this guy. Oh, <laughs> he's okay. this guy that that Bucky is like protecting. And so he's the guy that um, he's, uh, oh, sorry, he's portrayed by Gene Farber, first and foremost. Um, but he was, I believe he's the guy that when they show the flashback of the in Falcon and Winter, not Falcon Winter Soldier, what am I saying? Winter Soldier? Civil War. Of the five super soldiers that get created. Oh, yeah. And they're all going crazy. Yeah. He's the guy that Bucky's protecting. Uh. That's Vasily Karpov. And so um, he he handled the Winter Soldier during the plan to assassinate the Starks in 1991. Mm-hmm. So that was all his idea. <laughs> and then he was later murdered by Helmut Zemo. That's the newer Zemo. Um, in 2016, after acquiring the Winter Soldier book. So he's the guy that gets dipped upside down uh, in his home. Remember when yeah. Helmut was like, oh, I'm sorry, I I hit my I lawn, said, your lawn, and uh, can I come yeah. use your phone? That's yeah. that's Vasily Karpov, for those of you who don't know who he is. Um, and so in the books, he actually had much more, he had more similarities than than the previous two we just mentioned, but... He did, ass- he did assist in Bucky's initial brainwashing in the comics as well. Um, and if you can believe it, Barnes was um, assigned to be his bodyguard later in life. So mm. <laughs> you're thinking like, okay, this man helped brainwash a 20-year-old Bucky Barnes into the Winter Soldier in 1945. And then later, when this guy is uh, f- maybe 80 years old or 90 years yeah. old... He- Bucky's then 
reassigned to him to be his bodyguard until his death. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, he had him at both points of his life, and it's just like, ah, oh, it's just kind of sad. Pain. Pain. <laughs> Bucky knows pain well. He does. So much pain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. And then that brings us to Baron Helmut Zemo, portrayed by Daniel Bruhl. First seen in Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Last seen in The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Um, God, there's so much to talk about with him, yet not. Like him as an Was MC- he The Winter Soldier? Was it the Winter Soldier? Was it not the Winter Soldier? No, it was Civil, Civil War. War. Sorry. Okay. Civil War. <laughs> I was like, wait. No. Was it? Yeah, no. Was it right. a post credit scene? I Civil forget. War. No, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and so he, yeah, like, uh, I feel like Zemo obviously has room for his own episode. He really does. Yes. Um, I agree. Yeah. And so he's the son of the original Baron Zemo. So they kind of talked about this in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's a little how, bit. Yeah. And and did, does he not say that even his driver, chauffeur guy, like he's been with the family? He's been with the family. And, yeah. 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 Right there. So so he is, the again, the son of Baron Zemo, Heinrich. Heinrich. Um, and they come from a long line of Baron Zemos. <laughs> They're all Baron Zemos. I'm a Baron. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and so do you even want to... Do you even want to guess how many Baron Zemos there are in the comics? 73. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but in all seriousness, there are a whopping 13. Okay. 13, That's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, 13 Baron Zemos. And so they've all been kind of, I don't know. I don't know if they've all been evil or diabolical, but they got a reputation. I mean, there's for some, it. there's there's a there's a foundation for each of them. Oh, yeah, them. definitely. Um, I, I wrote in my notes here. I was like, speak or save because it's hilarious <laughs> because of the third. Okay. Okay. There, again, I'm just going to say it. There's 13 of them. <laughs> Bear with me here. All Zemos again. Okay. Harbin, Hadmar, Heller, Helbert, Helmut, Hackett, Hartwig, Hillard, Hoffman, Hobart, Herman, Heinrich, and Helmut. Nice. <laughs> I mean... Talk about alliteration. So it's like a perfect, it's a perfect scenario when it comes to the comics because it's like, if one dies, they can just be like, well, that was the Helmut Zemo of 1953. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next generation, next generation, next yeah. generation. Um, and so I, I feel like almost he's ice cold, as ice cold, if not colder than the Baron Zemo we see in the films because in the books he he sent Bucky back to World War II uh, um, with the power of Kobik. We mentioned Kobik in Captain America. Yes. Kobik is a sentient cosmic cube that basically human tesseract, human yes. version of a tesseract. Right? Right. So during that whole storyline, Baron Zemo got a hold of this thing and he's like, of all things that he does, he sends Bucky back to World War II. <laughs> Which is just like, you you want somebody to have PTSD? Like, like come on. sheesh, yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, and he's, uh, I see now why more than ever they chose to have Baron Zemo kind of be his, like, villain counterpart when it comes to the MCU because of the presence he has in the comics. Yeah. Because when Bucky was Cap, um, there's this whole thing that, again, we'll talk about at the tail end of all of this, but... Helmut is essentially the one who exposes that 
one, because Cap was a secret identity again. Yes. So he exposes to the world that Bucky is Captain America, which then exposes that the Winter Soldier was Captain, is Captain America. America. Yeah. Basically sends him to prison. Oh my gosh. <laughs> as a fact. Yeah, as a result of that. So he's like he loves he loves the drama <laughs> when it comes to Oh, we can tell. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a lot. It's I, a lot. I mean that's why I kind of like like that's where they went in Civil War because mm-hmm. I think a lot of like vil, like like the antagonists in, yeah. in MCU movies up until that point it's always just been this big bad like you know oh yeah same like person yeah. like, like I'm trying to take over mm-hmm. the universe or I'm trying to destroy this I'm trying to destroy that yeah take over this take over that yeah. and then come Civil War mm-hmm. it's just like. Like Zemo gets introduced and it's like, he's not even doing anything. He's playing like the biggest psychological warfare game. He's Charles Manson. Yeah. Like (laughs) he is like, he's like, he's like, I don't have to do, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. It wasn't me. I just gotta, I just gotta, if I just show them this, Mm -hmm. they're gonna, they're gonna implode on themselves. What does he say? He was like, what does he say? And he's just like, oh, then I can just have them destroy each other oh yes what is that yes that He's like, I, could, yeah. I could stop the avengers yeah. or something like that yeah. but why would i do it when they can destroy themselves something like that yeah and just by showing off that yeah that bucky killed tony's parents exactly exactly and, which is and, like and and, <laughs> and and the kicker is that yeah. and that cap knew and it's like oh shoot yeah that's the turning point. oh okay yeah. it's like one layer and then topped off yeah and uh and i thought that was really really clever and then the added aspect of he was Sokovian and that his country was basically yeah. plateaued by the Avengers yeah. and, and he, he lost his family and that's yeah. why. But I did, yeah, I did love that lead up. And I think that's what kind of fed my my theory about Moon Knight, that he, that mm. Helmut was always listening to the, his, the phone messages, but then they ended up being old and uh, it's because his family was dead. Yes. And so that's why I was like, oh, maybe, maybe Mark or sorry, Stephen is not actually speaking to his mother and it's just a phone recording or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where I got it from is because of Zemo. But, but yeah, he was just a very cleverly created, quote unquote, villain. Yeah. For like him, the him bombing the, the UN and then them, them blaming it, him blaming it on, uh, on Bucky. Yeah. And it was just like, whoa, this guy, he was just like next level thinking. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's just diabolical. It's, yeah. it's, it's completely diabolical. And, and that's what makes a great villain, I think, too. Exactly. That's what I think, too. Yeah, like completely sometimes, human, yeah. just a, a diabolical person. Thanos was both of those. Yeah, very that's why, true. That's why he was so yeah. great. He was smart and yeah. tactical, but he's also strong as hell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I love these kinds of, of characters, too. And, and so I'm curious what they're going to do with him now. now that he's back in Wakanda. <laughs> Or in Wakanda because he was he was in the the prison the original time right yes yeah so <laughs> we'll see where he goes um, but yeah you know th- these last two yeah I guess they're adversaries in in a way but um, the flag flag smashers uh, so okay. we have the flag smashers in Falcon and Winter Soldier led by Carly Morgenthau portrayed by Aaron Kellyman. Um, so fresh refresher on the flag smashers. They were against the global re- uh, repatriation council or the GRC. GRC, yes. Yeah, formed to assist those displaced after the snap. 
So they were trying to do good for humanity that had survived, um, that weren't snapped away. And Carly believed that the GRC cared more about the lost and recovered than the survivors. So they were just basically fighting for the man. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's the whole thing about their basis was that people were so like, oh, you were snapped. Oh, how can we help you? And then whereas they were like, well, all these people had to go five years without help. Oh, so GRC, I'm trying yeah. to remember like the, the, the show. Okay. So in the books, and I think you might be a little familiar with this part, they were not a group of people called the Flag, flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. It was indeed one individual who was a male character named Flag Smasher. Okay. And so um, this is probably the biggest contrast of all of at least Bucky's um, villains or, you know, adversaries. Um, And so Flag Smasher, there's a hyphen in between. Mm. (laughs) The importance of the hyphen. Uh (laughs) Um, Flag Smasher's civilian name was Carl Morgenthau. Okay. So very close. Um, And so his ordeal was that he believed humanity needed to eradicate the concept of countries and nationalism that made people feel superior to those of different nationalities. <laughs> the definition of a flag smasher yeah. right there. Like. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, he actually in the comic books has a zero ties to Bucky in the books. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But but yeah, he, he again, he's another peripheral character where he's in that world of U.S. agents and S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury and yeah. Army, anybody, Captain America, etc. Not necessarily directly affiliated with Bucky Barnes. So, I don't know. We might have to revisit him for Falcon if that ends up being a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, last but not least, when it comes to adversaries, or quote-unquote adversaries, everyone's favorite Captain America, John Walker. Oh. <laughs> Portrayed by Wyatt Russell, the true son of Ego, a.k.a. Kurt Russell. Um, Jeez. first and last scene in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, uh, yeah, real quick. Becomes Guy's a menace. <laughs> he's a menace. He's a menace. <laughs> Say dude. it in her JJ voice. Come on. Man, Take he's it. a menace. <laughs> I'm that John Walker, he's a menace. He's probably teaming up with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who I need photos of. ASAP Parker. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, he's essentially the people's cap and... In, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, it takes the serum at the end of the series. <laughs> I forgot I wrote this. <laughs> My bullet points are literally become becomes the people's cap, takes the serum, sucks more than ever. <laughs> I know <laughs> it gets better. My fourth one will likely get his ass beat by Yelena somehow. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the me that does the homework is so different from the me on the show. And I'm just like, where are you? <laughs> That would be a great battle. <laughs> when though. I wrote this, I would love to see that. <laughs> I can't. I think she will, because they're going to be on the same team, or they're basically on the same team. Oh yeah, she's gonna. Oh god, I can't wait. I want for her. I, I wonder, want her. To I wonder how they. I wonder how all those characters yeah. come back or do something. Like I know. I don't know if it's going to be a show or is it going to be they're going to be somewhere else. We'll see. I guess. It's a. Oh, that's right. Because they're under. Um, yeah. The lady J uh Ju- uh Louis Dreyfus character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Uh gosh. Con Con 
Constantine? No. no, I was going to say Constantine too. <laughs> Contessa. Oh my God. It's Valentina. Valentina. Yeah. Oh, how did you just. I saw, I saw your. I saw you say uh, V and I was like, oh, Valentina. it's Valentina. Allegra de Fontaine. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry for that. Yeah. yeah um, Contessa. Where the hell did I get Contessa from? Um, <laughs> Valentina de Fontaine. Um, so yeah. So I, yeah. The, the, the comic book John Walker. Another character we can probably get into um, much, much later down the line with his own episode. Um, he started as the, known as the Super Patriot with a hyphen in 1986 <laughs> in the comics and then became Captain America the following year. Okay. So he had a very quick, he had a very swift thing. And you have to remember, once again, this is kind of, this is the time where there is not a Bucky Barnes floating around. So Bucky is not in the comics. He's still dead. Yes. And so they were like, okay, this is the 80s. We're, we're in metal hair. We're about to embark on the 90s and the emo rock scene slash grunge. Let's figure something out. And so they started making all these characters. They had Nomad, who wasn't Steve Rogers. They had mm. various versions of Captain America. Um, and then, of course, Super Patriot, who then becomes Captain America. And then his best known alias was U.S. Agent. Yep. Uh, which he became uh, in 1989, and he still is to this day. So um, that's the last time we see Russell Wyatt in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And Wyatt um, Russell. Wyatt, did I say did I say Russell Wyatt? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt Russell. Uh, thank you for catching that. Um, so that's the last time we see him. And so I wonder, like, yeah, again, it's another one of those questions of like, when are we going to see U.S. Agent again? And 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 you know, like, what's he going to be doing and all that good stuff. Um, and so, uh, in the comics, he, he didn't actually join the Thunderbolts until, uh, very recently, actually, um, historically having been, having been on opposing teams. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens with John Walker, um, down the line. And, you know, in the, in the series, it was kind of nice to see them, albeit it was very rushed, but in the last episode kind of come together as a unified trio or a group of heroes that were helping people and yeah and i do feel like he is going to be kind of misguided wherever he goes next because he thinks he's doing the right thing and yeah i mean yeah valentina that's, how, that's like, how it is in a lot of like movies now yeah. too like uh not not to say that's a bad thing but like people like say everyone thinks they're doing the right thing yeah example wanda <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but you know yeah. so it's like yeah so to see where he where he goes mm -hmm. um and like what kind of like missions or storylines like he intersects with yeah um that should be interesting and i hope yeah i do i hope sebastian comes back to winter soldier God, winter soldier and captain america yeah. come back yeah i was just saying to a friend uh the other day that this is the part you know winter soldier um and and falcon are kind of um at that point where I get a little nervous because even though they're not doing the traditional contracts anymore, they are at the 10 year mark. Yes. So it's kind of like, how much longer are you really going to be doing how, this? Like, do you want to go back into yeah. it? Yeah. And of course, you know, like Anthony Mackie is slated for Captain America 4, four yeah. which and, is great. And, and maybe. Assume that Sebastian Stan is coming back as Witcher Soldier. Exactly. And, yeah. And both of them have expressed love for these characters. So I'm just hoping that actually sticks. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah. But for now, let's move on to family, friends, and affiliations. Um, this, so again, this is kind of interesting for the comic book version because he is a junior in the books. But his father's name is George M. Barnes in the comics. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know, maybe it's a grandpa or something. I don't yeah. Know. Um, but um, along with uh, Bucky's mother, Winifred, Winifred C. Barnes, um, the parents did die early in Bucky's life. And so his father died in an accident at Camp Lehigh while his mother died uh, when he and his sister, Becca, Becca Barnes. Nice. <laughs> I know, That's cool. Um, we're, we're, we're young children. Um, and so in the MCU, uh, they're also named George and Winifred. Um, no details about the death, but apparently it's a very sore spot for the character. Yeah. Um, I think the most that we got, at least when the family sense, is the notation in the memorial uh, for Bucky in the Captain America exhibition. Probably, yeah. And so like, if you see a screenshot of that, that wall it's like a fallen comrade and then it says like Boom. james buchanan bucky yeah. barnes was the son of blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. yeah so that's that's the only mention that you actually see of them but um but you know you see it in the character that you know like how supportive he is with steve when mm-hmm. his mom passes on and and you know the, the remnants of of what must have been bucky's family in the mcu and how it affects him um is present there i don't think they need to really explore that at all i think they it says it for him um, and then again, you know, in the comics, his sister, Rebecca Becca P. Barnes Proctor, um, there's this really nice issue, um, that was drawn by, uh, by one of my favorites, um, Chris Samney and he did, I think it was Black Widow. So he goes to visit his sister who's in a convalescent home because she has, uh, she has Alzheimer's and, you know, it's, it's quite similar to when, Cap goes to visit Peggy. Uh, it's I uh, almost feel like they kind of pulled it. It's I mean, the same, yeah. They just it's, applied it's very, it. And, yeah. yeah, very similar. Not that Cap and Peggy didn't actually have that in the books as well, but um, that when he comes in, she's like, "Jimmy, is that you? You look the same." And mm. you know, it's like, "Oh, it's mm. heartbreaking." Yeah. And of course, by the end of the ish, the end of that part of the issue, he's like, "All right, well, I gotta go now, sis. I love you." And um, she take he takes off and and. She talks to him like he's going to come back, but she's essentially on her way out Yeah, is, is what's happening. Um, but that's a really great issue. Um, you got to read that. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but uh, in the show. So in the only actual um, notation of Rebecca Barnes in the MCU does exist uh, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And so I've mentioned this a few times to some people, but when he's on that date with Leah... Yes. She says, do you have any family? Yeah. Or were you close with your parents? And he says, I was. Yeah. And then she says, do you have any siblings? And he says, I have a a sister. Yeah. So she's alive. She's somewhere. She's somewhere alive. Yeah. But they've not shown her yet. Yeah. And so she's got to be in her 90s, if not close to 100. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. So, So I don't know. I don't know if that was just kind of like a... Maybe like, just like to just maybe an Easter egg. Yeah, I don't know if it'll lead yeah. to anything, but nah, I mean, yeah, I don't think so yeah. either. That, which is sad, but that's okay. I mean, just to know that he knows that he has a sister out there yeah. is really nice. And then, uh, yeah, uh, like I mentioned on the on the memorial, they also mentioned two unknown siblings. So he has another sister and brother, or two brothers, or something, hmm. some combination of them. Um, they're presumed deceased by now, of course. Um, yeah. And that's that's it for his family, which brings us to Sharon Carter. <laughs> Yay, Sharon Carter! <laughs> um, and you know, in the comics, more or less, I feel again she's she's a peripheral character. 
Uh, it's by proxy because of Cap. Of course, um, yeah. Uh, she's she's most active when Bucky is actually Captain America, actually, mm. um, for the most part, and uh, and later in an arc called Captain America Reborn, um, where so Steve Rogers got time displaced. Yeah. Um, but when he eventually comes back, um, it, <laughs> I have this still for you too. He comes back, and it's a rare moment in the books where it's two men at the captain america helm so yeah. here is a great comparison of what their outfits look like um yeah Isn't that wow funny? yeah what a difference it's very very different yeah um yeah and so she was kind of instrumental during that storyline but again it's because of steve yeah and steve's presence um, so I feel like she's more, she's far more closely aligned to Bucky in the show and in the films, um, portrayed by Emily Van Camp. First seen in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, last seen in Falcon: Winter Soldier. Um, so yeah, she's he was, he was evil there. now. <laughs> she's evil now. She's the power broker. Uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's, it was great to see them kind of come together. She was rightfully pissed off. Oh yeah, yeah. They, when when, they absolutely I, left her when she explained that, and I and like yeah. I was like, and she and she explained to where she is now and yeah. why she. I was like, yeah, that makes it total tracks. sense. Yeah, like it I don't. Out. Yeah. <laughs> that's you expect her to be good all the time. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and it's kind of you know, I mean, not to go down Doctor Strange land, but it's quite similar to like Wanda. It's like you expected her to stay, quote unquote, good. Yeah. Look what she's been through. Like, yeah. no like way. She, she helped out Cap w- yeah. w- when, you know, obviously the, the, during the Accords, which yeah. is obviously breaking the law. Yeah. But then like when everything, when the dust cleared, mm-hmm. no one helped her out. Nobody. And I was like, yeah. you kind of cast me out. Yeah. And now I'm forced to go here to Madripoor and build a reputation for myself. <laughs> which is kind of wild in itself because you just kind of like, oh, everybody had, everybody was fine. And then you don't really, no, no, no. no. She, like imagining yeah. that journey for her yeah and she said it best herself was like well first i got like you know trying to save your ass and then i had to get the wings for your ass and like whatever she said and i was like yeah actually yeah. and then yeah and then cap you know yeah. left me for yeah. uh, my aunt <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> exactly. exactly oh geez um but yeah you know and like poor sharon carter um yeah so i think you know of course as is with with Falcon and and Winter Soldier, we'll probably she, see Sharon Carter again at the same time. Maybe she'll be the main adversary in in Sam's Captain America movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll Who see. knows? We'll see. Maybe. I think she'll definitely play a part. Yeah. Which then brings us to not Sam Wilson just yet, but Steve Rogers, Captain America. I mean, what else can we really say? Portrayed by Chris Evans. Everyone knows the deal. Everyone yeah. knows. <laughs> I wrote in my notes. First scene in Captain America, the first Avenger. Last scene in Avengers Endgame or Free Guy, if you dig. <laughs> Which I finally looked at. And I loved that. Oh, that yeah. yeah, that was pretty great. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's 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 wonderful. Um, yeah, and so in the comics, I mean, he's, like I mentioned at the top of the show, very close, very father and son like. Um, very Batman and Robin. He would do anything for the kid. He looked out for the kid. The kid was his life. Yeah. The kid grew up. The kid became his enemy, and now they're just best friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's, typical. Yeah. Typical. It's a typical relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, I think they had 
a very strong bond throughout the the MCU uh, MCU films, and uh, I loved I loved them soup to nuts. Like I thought they were, I think they had great chemistry as buddies. And like, yeah, I I love their dynamic. I love their dynamic. Their chemistry together, Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. Oh my was, gosh, it's so pre- it was perfect. It, it, just, yeah. it worked. It yeah. worked perfectly. I loved. Like, yeah, even when, you know, he's defending Steve or or Steve when he's defending him against the bullies and, and all that. And then even when he like when uh, Cap rescues him from the facility, he's like, you, you were t- you're taller or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when Bucky, you know, when they have that moment where he hasn't yet seen Captain America's like power and he makes it across the bridge and then he's like, go, go without me. And he's like, I'm not leaving without you. And it's like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Like the, the, uh, the di- again, the dynamic, like you said, is it's so, it's so unique and uncanny. And I think very specific yeah. to those two characters. Even at the end of Infinity War, when they get dusted and, Buc- oh, and Bucky's the first person to get dusted. And God. he's like, and the first thing he says is, Steve. Steve? When that happened during the first screening, I immediately started bawling <laughs> just because it was so like, you know, you think about it, right? You're like, yeah. okay, these characters have been together for nine years yeah. in your mind, sort of on screen. And all it took was a quiet scene in him to just go, Steve. And then I yeah. started bawling. Yeah. And You're then like, like, oh, shoot. And then Chris Evans doubled down with his reaction. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> oh he like grabs yeah, it. He like, he's like, like and it's the way he grabs yeah. it too you're just like oh my god and like and it's just ugh. like yeah like that's powerful really intense. really powerful very intense, intense. Yeah. yeah and so but they did give us the, the nice little payoff at the very very end of endgame saying goodbye to his friend for yeah. the last time that, yeah yeah that yeah. one was very hard because yeah they both knew exactly what yeah. each, what what they both know or bucky knew exactly what Steve Cap was, doing, Steve was yeah. gonna do yeah and he's like yeah all right <laughs> i know and i don't i don't think it registered with me the very very first time maybe the second time really because you read bucky's face more and it's not like because you know like i think on for me at least watching him it was kind of just taking in that he was sad he was sad his friend was going away um or he was just like oh i know i'm so tired <laughs> <laughs> but but by the second watch i was like oh no you really do see it written on his face he's like i know what you're doing or they've had the discussion they had they had this discu- yeah. maybe they didn't have a discussion but yeah. like when when bucky came back and the dust settled and everything and it yeah. was just like literally yeah i know yeah damn uh <laughs> that was very unintended by the way uh like like everything was set down and yeah. then like bucky's catching up with cap and like they're you know it was just like oh you time traveled yeah. into the stone to whatever da, yeah. da, and then when they're having that scene it's mm-hmm. just like and then the, and then and then bruce is like he was like uh was like, i'm gonna jump you and then i'm gonna count in, in five oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take you back he's yeah. like he's like see you in a bit and then and then cap is like yep you bet and you're <laughs> like no he's no, not, he's not. <laughs> no he's not yeah, and we, i think we said this in the captain america episode too you're just like if you pay more attention to to Cap's responses, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. he absolutely was like, even, yep, even he's a bad liar. Even right before, <laughs> like, because after after Bucky and Steve embraced, like, yeah. I I kind of I knew because like he's like he's like don't do anything stupid until I get yeah. back, and yeah. then um 
taking all the, how can I the, be taking all the stupid taking all the stupid with you? <laughs> and there's like a silent pause. Yeah. And then, and then, um, someone's, I don't know if it was Bucky or Steve, or says, I'm going to miss you, pal. Yeah. And that's yeah. why he's like, oh, he knows he, he's, yeah, he yeah, knows yeah, he's yeah. not coming back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I absolutely love them. Um, yeah, I'm kind of sad that we'll never really get to see them again together on screen Good. in that fashion. <laughs> we need that. I know, but that's right. Don't give, no, this, don't right. give the fan, don't give us no, fans hope. No. We, we don't need it. Yeah. Let Steve stay in the 1940s. So he's not in the moon? he's not on the moon no he's not maybe he might be he might be with moon mission he might be with nick fury though on a spaceship exactly at least oh gosh and so that brings us to sam wilson falcon captain america best buddies best i just put that i put best buddies and the buddy cop relationship for sure um and similarly, in the comic books to the MCU, they didn't get—they didn't exactly get along at first. It yeah. was—it was very much touch and go between those two, and not for any particular reason. It's just that you know, like Bucky is not exactly a party guy. <laughs> like he's—he's oh, he's not yeah, really yeah, like yeah, very. Yeah, he's—he's yeah, he's got a. Uh, you know, I've been using this phrase a lot, but he's got a specific flavor to him. In that yeah. he's not—he's not very extroverted, and he's—he's he's quite tonally stiff and 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 whatnot. Um. But, you know, in the comics, uh, similar paths brought them together at an intersection. Um, again, very much like the MCU. Um, you know, a lot of their stories are, are, you know, they tend to be street level, very, um, you know, like secret agent-ish and, and, and not too super spy, but they're, they do solve things together. They get down to business and they defeat the bad guys, if you will. Um, you know, and it does vary. Street level, one day, next day, they're battling Kobik again, the Cosmic Cube. Yeah. <laughs> and and Hail Hydra, Hail Hydra Cap. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, they, they interwove quite a bit. Um, and of course, I think, you know, like I mentioned in a couple of episodes, they, when Marvel started to really integrate timing comics with MCU, mm -hmm. is when Falcon and Winter Soldier got their own titles. Got so, their own comic run. Nice. Yeah, so they even got their own comic runs first independently, like when when Sam first becomes Captain America. Yeah. Um, and then Bucky as well, and then they come together in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Then again in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, nice. Yeah, so they just kind of change up the title a bit, and it's a new comic. But but yeah, those I think were really good. They were they're very reminiscent of of the things that they go through in the series. Yeah. Um. And of course, Sam Wilson, Falcon, Captain America, portrayed by Anthony Mackie. Uh, yeah, and Falcon, uh, Falcon, uh, the acronyms I have throughout this note, <laughs> are like, each one is like C-A-T-W-S, C-A-W-C-W, T-F-A-T-W-S. Yes. So, first scene in Captain America, Winter Soldier, last scene in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I mean, Sam's dope. I love Sam. I think, yeah, I think Anthony Mackie plays plays him great. Yeah. And, like, he's played him so consistently great since yeah. um, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forget they both came in at the same time. Yeah, wow. exactly. Wow. And so when you think about it that way and, and kind of how they, they, they very subtly started to string together these two characters, because, like, even in Civil War, like, they just get, yes. they just get paired up. Yeah, right? they get just for up, some reason, is, yeah. Yeah, which is... Which is very funny because in Winter Soldier, like he literally pulls Sam out of the sky, and it's like 
nearly kills him, right? Yeah. Then a film later, now they're running through that, <laughs> the airport. <laughs> what the hell is that? Everyone's got a gimmick now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Getting their ass served to them by a child. Yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, you couldn't have done that earlier. And then, hey, the, and, and then they both hate Tom <laughs> yeah. Holland. And they both hate Tom Holland. It's so, it's so, uh, uh, it's amazing. It just works. I love it. Oh my gosh. It's so good. And you know, they like absolutely love each other. Um, but yeah, you know, like, uh, the journey of course is best seen in Falcon and Witcher Soldier as a series because obviously eight hours worth of Yeah, I like how, I like how in the show they both go through, like we both get to go deeper about them individually, like yeah. what they're feeling, what they're going through. But yeah. then like as a whole throughout the show, it's them growing together, Yeah, like them finding themselves separately, but then. Mm-hmm. It's still running in parallel with them as a as a friendship. Yeah, and they and they both grow from from the first episode to the last. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I feel like that's very similar to to the comics. And you know, of course, like again, these are characters that are just so they have so much lore behind them. And and you know, Falcon is also a, an aged character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been around for a very long time, not as long as Bucky, but he's been around for a very long time and consistently. Whereas you know, Winter Soldier is, is more you know again the last 20 years or so um less than 20 years um but yeah it's i i i can't imagine what they're gonna do with captain america for and how they're gonna yeah i, have I honestly have no, no idea no idea i mean there was kind of like a setup for it i guess at, at the end of of the show you yeah. know obviously like with sharon being a power broker, power broker and everything yeah. and zemo is in wakanda mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. um so it's, i don't know like do, do you con- continue like those stories yeah. and then maybe bring something in at the end it's like yeah like now it's like i think i mean i think we were talking about this in the in the spider-man episode too about characters doing like a obviously i know this is a different it would be a different trilogy because it's sam now it's instead sam of now. steve mm-hmm. but it's like it's gonna be a fourth it's gonna be a fourth captain america do you think they'll do a trilogy i don't know do and that's the thing <laughs> well, that's why i think it's weird with this one and like i know it might be, it's not hypocritical of me like oh, well if you think spider-man's getting a yeah a third how come you can't because uh it's gonna be totally just sam's now it's not even like it's yeah. the same tom holland it's like a different captain america mm-hmm. different actor right and i don't know because it's like the way that these movies are the marvel movies are slated now Mm -hmm. it's like they've already gotten like some of the a lot of these big trilogies out the way already Mm -hmm. so it's just like do people want i I think marvel's at a point of like do we want to keep continuing like these stories keep making these sequels which is obviously people want it Mm -hmm. but then it's like as a creative standpoint it's like we also want to introduce these new like original characters that we haven't seen on screen yet Mm -hmm. you know like we've seen with the moon knight or we've seen with uh she hulk you know that we're seeing we haven't seen yet yeah and miss marvel Mm -hmm. so it's like do we stick to like stick to your guns or do we try to go out of the box here you know Mm -hmm. i think they're in a very tough and then 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 they have to they have to like plan it schedule it yeah release it in a certain amount of years where where it still gauges interest for people yeah you know and it's tough like they Mm -hmm. i mean we probably don't know but there's probably like multiple marvel productions going on at the same time and Mm -hmm. a lot of other ones in in post-production at the same time so it's like (laughs) it is a 24 7 365 machine running yeah all the time yeah so 
I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, oh man. And like I said, they're all coming up on that 10 year and it's like, and people are gonna and people are gonna keep asking this question too. Will this genre, at least Marvel Studios, yeah, will it ever burn out? Mm-hmm. You know, because now that they brought in these Disney Plus shows, yeah, so that you have we have more content a little bit more consistently rather than getting only two to three MCU movies a year. Now mm-hmm. it's like two to three movies a year. Yeah, but also there's some there's four shows. shows. Yeah, there's about four shows. It's it's a year long thing. Yeah, now. Like every other month, mm-hmm. there's some there's a Marvel thing coming out. Yeah. Maybe yeah, even maybe even more than that. Yeah. So it's like the fact that this has been cons- this consistent though this long mm-hmm. is, a, is a, a tribute to, to Feige feat. and what Marvel Studios is doing. Yeah, that's so it's just like yeah, it's a it's a very fine line. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't yeah. know. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens to uh, the next iteration. Because of- I do still want to see Bucky's story. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I really do. No, yeah, same. Hard same. But a lot of the Jason's coming like, okay, like what kind of story can we tell? Who's up for it? Is Sebastian still up for it? Yeah. Like what? And like if he is up for it, like does he want to bookend his tenure as Bucky Barnes? Yeah. And like how does he want to end it? Yeah. And it's like, now you got to figure that out. You got to find the right story for it. All find- I know is that I don't know that I'm prepared for a MCU where Bucky Barnes dies you know what i mean like i don't and 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 i think about this specifically because they didn't necessarily kill steve rogers right no he's just gone he's just gone his story's gone yeah his story's done yeah yeah like would they would they take him out in a brutal way would they bucky that is would they take him out in a brutal way or 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 is he gonna kind of just phase out like many of the the um the other uh alumni have you know what i mean yeah sure so what is what is his end game no pun intended like what would he, his end game be well, because it's like oh, i'm keep a, going forever i'm honestly. always thinking like what like when when is gonna be when is it gonna be the time when the phase one heroes are done yeah two of them already done three yeah. of them already done three yeah so yeah. it's like yeah, you know, obviously Hulk <laughs> is coming, is doing like yeah. his thing, and she. Do you think Hulk, he sunsets with this? Huh? Do you think Hulk sunsets with She Hulk? Do you think he then passes on the torch like Clint did with Kate? I mean, this is a whole another thing too, but we can go discuss it further into like a future episode. But like, like I brought up the Universal thing. Yeah. So because Hulk's story has to be told in increments. Yeah. It can't be told in full on stories. Yeah. When his when his tenure ends, f- at least for me, is like I, I don't if whenever it does end, I don't know. Either like you said, it will just phase out, mm-hmm. or there will be like an announcement from Mark saying like, "This is my final time playing." Yeah, like Bruce Banner. <laughs> That's so you know, but like, but with, <laughs> like, but like with Jeremy Renner with yeah. Hawkeye. I mean, obviously, end of Hawkeye. Yeah. Like, it, it, we didn't really bookend it. Yeah. You know, but we obviously know we know Natasha's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's dead. Yeah. Um, we know like Cap just is. We we knew that was just bookended. Yeah. Like he's the way, gone. Yeah. Like the way said. that yeah. Endgame ended, you're like, okay, we're never gonna see him. Yeah. At least for another ten years, I don't care. Yeah. You know, but then you had these other characters like you know Sam, mm. and you have Bucky, and mm. it's like, and and these are, and then these are characters. That are just so beloved yep. by the fans, like like Loki. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Loki, mm-hmm. so you always just want to see him doing stuff. Yeah, and like he's going to obviously. Yeah. yeah, 
but um but yeah i don't know it's kind of a very <laughs> deep discussion that yeah. we'll never know the answers for until, until they get happens. announced yeah, yeah. exactly ah! so <laughs> there is one there is one left as far as affiliations go or family in some cases alpine the cat oh gosh so bucky has <laughs> bucky that's has funny. a pet cat that's that is pure white driven snow in the comic books um created by kyle higgins and rod rays uh i know kyle higgins he's he's a he's a nice guy um i didn't know he he invented alpine <laughs> so i have something to talk about next time i see him <laughs> like so alpine huh <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so so alpine she uh more or less appears in the books um magically one day so uh it's an issue that rod rays actually drew as well but um bucky is basically getting a tune-up from tony mm. and the cat is just sitting there uh-huh. and you're just like where did this cat come from and you think oh is it tony's no it's his it's it's, it's bucky's oh and so the cat goes through, I don't know how many issues without a name, without even a regard of other than the cat. Yeah. And then eventually she's given a name Alpine. Um, and fun fact, um, her direct or indirect counterpart is Natasha's own pet. Natasha has a black cat. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if it's a pet, like it, it, in the run that Phil Noto drew, which I love so much, um, the cat was a stray that would just kind of come around and Natasha would be like, go away. This isn't your yeah. home. Trying to push it away. And it just kept coming back. Come back. Yeah. And so, um, she named her, him, her, him, him, Leo, L I H O. Uh, and I think we mentioned him in, in, uh, the Black Widow so. episode. Yes. Yeah. And then um, more recently known as Logan, and it's this big thing. I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I respectfully call uh, the, uh, Nat's cat Leo. But yeah, um, so we don't have an MCU counterpart to this. And I wrote in my notes, in all caps, no MCU counterpart. Marvel changed this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm, need I'm a cat Bucky counterpart. Cat. Show um. me Bucky with a cat <laughs> now. I want the cat dad vibes. Let's do it. Yeah, like he's uh, Alpine's in the she's in the in the the issues and he'll uh I think it's in the Falcon and Winter Soldier number 1. He's meditating and she's just like around. She's like around and she's just like curling up against him and he's like, "Hey." And yep. They they just had another uh release too. Um they did a Marvel Unlimited, what was it? Uh I forgot what they call it. Infinity Comic. Okay. So it's just a, it's one comic that you just scroll through Oh, it's okay, so cool. Okay, okay. It's like a new format that they have. It's very short, but they have one called Marvel Cats or something. Oh. And it has Leo, <laughs> it has Alpine, and it also has like Felicia Hardy's cats, and it has um uh Goose. A uh, Chewy. Yeah. Oh. So she's in there too. Yeah, it's it's really cute. Um but anyway, we can uh oh also teams. So I didn't really want to get into teams too much. He's not really in teams in in the MCU, so I didn't want to dive into it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, in the books, like many Avengers, Barnes, um, Bucky's been in uh, quite a few teams. Um, But the two most notable, I think, from from the standpoint are Strike Force and the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts are obviously the ones that we've been hearing a lot about um, in recent times. And I think 
if there's going to be any sort of team that pops up anywhere, it's going to be Thunderbolts. I, I, want, I wonder if they do it now since, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's kind of what makes most sense. And to answer our previous question, maybe that's what's in Captain America 4. That. <laughs> yeah, which I suppose would come out end of 23 or 24 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, in the MCU, not no teams, just kind of an Avenger and kind of a... Not a pre-Avenger, yeah. not the Revengers, <laughs> Avenger. Avenger. <laughs> I just yeah. watched Endgame a couple of days ago. Oh, that's so. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and he's also a man of Wakanda, so there's that. Um, Which brings us to love interests. We're actually not going to spend too much time in the love interest world because there's not much to say. <laughs> um, I mentioned previously like uh, that many aspects of the MCU version of Bucky were lifted from the Ultimates universe. And so um, in the Ultimates universe, <laughs> he does have a love interest that isn't Natasha Romanoff. And in fact, <laughs> I wrote down, he pulled a Shane from The Walking Dead. So Cap had a fiance before his untimely death named gail richards bucky then marries that woman (laughs) jeez (laughs) yeah um and 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 like i mentioned before also you know bucky was an adult um in the ultimates universe but he also served as an army press photographer in that universe so they changed that um and did not adapt that to the to the sebastian stan version but that's okay um i think they they did pretty well otherwise and then, like I mentioned at the very, very top of the show, believe it or not, there is the, this 1944 Captain America serial series. Uh-huh. And so serial uh, is more or less like it's either a radio show or a television show of some sort. And so this was in the, you know, in the 40s where everything was black and white, you know, moving pictures were like, whoa, mm-hmm. television. <laughs> and so um, Gail Richards actually exists in that series and uh, she was portrayed by a woman named Lorna Gray. Mm-hmm. And Gail in the series was a secretary for Grant Gardner. So because of that series, they then created Gal, Gar- uh, Gal Gardner, uh, <laughs> Gail Richards in the comic books based off of as a homage to that version. Mm. So she came first, then the comic, and then there it is. Which then brings us to Natasha Romanoff. Nice. <laughs> I know you've always wanted this. God. You've always yeah. wanted. You've always. You always wanted this to use be hinted at in I the know. movies, dude. <laughs> and you we, never got it. <laughs> I know. And and we got this. We got a listener comment from Vibranium Queen, who says, "Are either of you bummed they didn't explore Bucky Net in the MCU?" <laughs> the answer is yes. Guys, we're talking about this like the last five years for sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the only like I. Tell you, let me tell you. Like honestly, before Falcon and Winter Soldier, I wasn't too, too, too heavily invested in Bucky Barnes. I, I, I wasn't. I, I, I appreciate the character a lot. Yes. I love the character in the MCU. I love the character in the comic books. But yes. I was never as in, like, as invested as I was with the Bucky and Natisms. <laughs> because Jeffrey's just laughing at me off my Because <laughs> I know. You've mentioned this. You mentioned this like to me like so time. many times over the years. You're like, I just want them to touch on, like, <laughs> on Bucky and Nat. Like, it doesn't even have to be like a full on storyline. Like, yeah. they just acknowledge it. Just maybe, acknowledge it. maybe in the past. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I was taking every little hint as like you should. <laughs> 
And and the, I'm, I'm not even one of those people. You know what I mean? Like I'm not one of those people that's like a shipper. Yeah. I have to. And, and with the, with yeah. them, I was just like, I need this. And the farthest it got was actually the moment we brought up earlier was yeah. bye bye bikini. Bye bye bikini. And that yeah, was it. That was it. That yeah. was their only interaction. You gotta. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like. I wish that, like, oh, my God, if you could hear my brain, like, inside my brain when I'm watching these films for the first time. So imagine me sitting sitting when I was watching uh, Winter Soldier, right? And, like, she mentions him. I, like, perked up in my seat, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, are they going to show a flashback? And then, <laughs> and they don't. And then I'm like, okay. And then they don't do anything. The entire film, they don't do anything. And I was like, all right, all right, it's all right, it's all right. And then Civil War comes around. And then she goes, the least you could do is remember me. And I was like, I was like, are you going to talk about the Red Room? (laughs) What's happening? Are they going to do it? And then they don't do it. She just meant from the bikini time. And I was like, oh. Or just in general. Yeah, yeah. in general. And then they like tripled, they tripled me with with the, the, the opening of Black Widow. And the time, and then they hit me with that time, the 1995. And I was like, ah, I was like, ah. Oh, he was killing the Starks in 1991. Oh, yeah, that didn't happen because <laughs> she was a baby. So that immediately eradicated everything that I had. I was like, ah. Oh. And it actually affected how I perceived the film. Like, oh, unabashedly. Wow. It really did. So that was five minutes in. I was so like, wow, this is, all, I love this. Oh, Nirvana? Oh, dang. And then once they hit that year, hit me with that year, your brain started going My brain into overdrive. was just like, yeah. oh, I checked out. I almost checked out. Yelena Belova saved it. <laughs> she saved it. I think she saved everybody. <laughs> and then I saw because I went to the premiere, right? Yeah. Imagine being in the premiere and you're disappointed ten minutes in because you didn't get Bucky Nap. <laughs> Bucky Nap. You know what I mean? I was like, ladies and gentlemen, that is ninety percent of <laughs> Twitterverse right there yeah, in a nutshell. That's true. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. So to answer your question, vibranium queen. Yes, <laughs> I was very bummed that they didn't. Oh my god! Oh, Jeff is so. You guys have no idea, like, why it's so like funny to me it's because like, so I've been wanting this. That's all I wanted. Like nothing else, right? Like I've not wanted anything else. In never. The she's MCU. never complained about never. anything. She's I've never, never, never. never. She's always brought thing. up Nat and Buck. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like disappointment every time every time and then she died and then she died <laughs> i don't know if i just screamed into the mic but then she died uh, like bro not even like a flashback <laughs> nothing nothing she, she only said I, she only said bye to one some nothing. one person and it was it was hawkeye exactly. that was it so, oh bruv i was so like oh jeez I was pained. It was pain. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, hey, Buck. Oh, we woke up Bucky. Oh. Bucky, Bucky, come here. Come the here. man of the hour. <laughs> come here, buddy. Has. Come here. You can give us some ASMR. Come here. Ooh. Come here. Oh, yeah. We like that. that. Good boy. James Buchanan Barnes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, special guest. <laughs> Thanks. Unsung third mic of the show. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Very well done. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> I'm a little salty about that. Rightfully so. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And so, uh, just to recap for the comic book version of Natasha Romanoff in Bucky Barnes's life, 
they have a very subtle, not so subtle love triangle going on with uh, the t- between the two of them and Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> early on, Clint just did not like Bucky. Did not. Um, so, like, yeah, yeah, early on, he just he wasn't having it. Like any opportunity Clint had to kind of undermine Bucky, mm-hmm. especially if Nat was around. He oh, would take it. He'd do it. Yeah. He's like, are you sure we can we can uh, trust that guy? He was the Winter Soldier. Yeah. He killed 492 men. Like, he would always bring something up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they didn't until, I would say, fairly recently actually become sort of a... A duo that hates to love each other, hates to like each other. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of like a, not like Sam and Bucky. Like Sam and Bucky are definitely like besto friendzo. Oh, but hundred percent. Yeah, Clinton. I believe that Clinton uh, and and Buck kind of tolerate each other. Um, and then like a fresh reminder that Bucky used to be a KGB instructor in the Red Room, so he uh, trained not only Nat but many of the Black Widows back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, you know, again, this was a time during the Cold War, and and uh, <laughs> um, relationships, especially romantic ones, were were completely forbidden among assassins and mm-hmm. and the spies. And so, unfortunately, um, although Bucky and Nat kind of developed a romantic relationship, they they were discovered, and then Nat um, was arranged to be married to Alexei. Shostakov, as we remember him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then they threw Bucky into cryo, and um, that was the end of their story, more or less, until uh, much later when, when once again, Bucky became Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with, with Nat's, in the book, with Nat's uh, recent, like, rebirth, if you will, yeah. um, and that whole thing where she had a husband named James who was not... Bucky uh, and had the son that was born of like DNA and in a lab and such. Um, Stevie, um, they really haven't concentrated on Bucky and that Winter Widow nearly as much as they used to, and, and rightfully so because you know at least it's it belongs to Nat now, like it's Nat's story by herself. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we did not get any of any of that in the MCU, um, and you know. I would have loved to seen some aspects of it, but not in this lifetime. You apparently. live and you learn. Yeah. You know? Not even in what if. Like, uh, I didn't uh, even get it there. Oh, uh, yeah, you didn't. They could have thrown me a bone. They could have threw me a bone. They could have. They they're like, they're like, <laughs> probably in, in that room, they're probably like, like, guys, like, should we do like, I don't know, like a Nat and Bucky, like, you know, because it's very important in the comic books. Yeah. And they're probably like, yeah. you know, that's Di's favorite storyline. <laughs> Oh, and they're you. like, you're right. Let's not do it. <laughs> oh, that's let's, let's leave okay. her. Let's okay. leave her hanging on a thread. Follow up, follow up, follow up. And this is something I've only stumbled upon very recently. What are your thoughts on the potential of them finally fulfilling Winter Widow, but with Bucky and Yelena? Oh, I mean, technically, it's a widow. Mm. So, could you imagine that? I could definitely imagine that ever since we, I mean, since we saw Yelena mm-hmm. in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like. Wait, did we? Wasn't that the end of Winter Soldier? Falcon and the Winter Soldier show? No. Oh, no. When. No. Wait. Yeah. When, when, when Valentina comes on in the post credit scene. That's Black Widow. Oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> it looks like it's set in the same universe. I, it is, yeah. but it looks like it was like in the same yeah. like shot in the no, same no, no, way. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, no. Wow. That was that was Black Widow. Yeah. <sighs> see, we it got each other Widow. once in the We got each other. Yeah, we got zinged. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Ha- I could see them intersecting at, at at some point. Yeah. I don't know how or when. I mean, mm-hmm. shoot, maybe. I kind of want to see. Her what if they the all get together in in the Captain America four movie? <gasps> wow, like, I would love that though. Like right? what? Like what if Hawkeye comes there, meets up them, uh, Elena, oh and my then gosh. Bucky, and then Cap, and then you're like, oh my god, yeah, you know, like Woo-hoo. it's a it's another little mini mini thing, yeah. But because it's so established, you're like, oh yeah, it's fine, yeah, <laughs> we get it, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but you know, aside, um. Tasha, aside that, rip. Um, yeah, Buck had a couple of had a couple of smaller relationships here. Um, Connie, who we saw in uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, portrayed by the lovely Jenna Louise Coleman, um, who some people know from Doctor Who. She was a companion. She was certainly my favorite. I don't know too much about Doctor Who, and I've said this a few times, but I did watch her entire season, <laughs> and I do love her a lot. Um, so I was glad to see her in that film um and yeah just for a reminder's sake she was the brunette that's on the double date with steve and bonnie so mm. it's connie and bonnie nice <laughs> nice and then buck ended up with both of them who knows what they, they wow. were up to i know wow yeah <laughs> okay buggy and then that brings us to leah who um is portrayed by miki ishikawa in falcon and winter soldier right. yeah the date the awkward date girl um so she's a waitress at the izzy sushi bar and restaurant um and yeah it's very one very awkward date and uh but that's how we learn a lot about the modern bucky the 2023 bucky and all the guilt he and all the guilt he's harboring and the the things that still trigger him even though he's been more or less you know uh he's benefited from the the therapy that ao provided him yeah who of course i forgot to write down in in the friends but um you know the the people of Wakanda are obviously very yeah. important. I was gonna say I love how important Wakanda is yeah. in Bucky's growth as yeah, a character absolutely. in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know he's because he's isolated a lot in, in mm-hmm. like especially after he went in under cryo and everything, yeah. and they made him his new arm and everything. Mm-hmm. So he was really kind of like taken in mm-hmm. by the Wakandans, and so I think it's like it's right, especially yeah. in, the, in the show that the Wakandans made an appearance mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of helped them out, you know. Yeah, so here's a question for you, kind of to, like, backtrack us a bit. But um, at the end of Civil War is when we see Bucky go back under, right? Yes. And then he is rendered back at the end of Black Panther. Yes. So what do you think the timeline is there? What do you think ultimately is, like... Like, how, like how long? How long and also for what reason... Because it, it wasn't like they were in battle or anything. They just... Oh. He was he was thawed out. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then, then they, they give him the arm. Yeah. I wonder, how, I wonder how long he was under cryo. Under, right? Like, was it like... Because Civil like, War was, was it what, like a, 2015, 2016. Black Panther was 2016 as well, was it not? Black Panther was... 2017. 20, February 2017. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. because Doctor Strange came out 2017 as well. Yes, November. November. Okay, so yeah. then yeah, February okay. 2017. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the face 
you yes, yes, yes. I want to make was sure my timeline legendary. is right. <laughs> I just want to make sure my timeline is right. That was fantastic. Oh, I wish everybody could have seen that. It's like you turn to yourself in an astral form and you're like, and your astral form was like, yeah, you got this. Yeah, okay. And you're like, cool. There 2017 and then end of the, end of the post credits yeah. was yeah. Um, him getting woken up by the so Wakanda do we, children. Do we think that's like, real time do we think it was a year i think at, at that time it was probably like real time yeah um like he was in cryo for a bit yeah and then you know mm-hmm. once like the wakandans thought he was ready they're like okay let's bring him out and let's kind of like mm-hmm. bring him back into the world yeah kind of thing mm-hmm. and then it's in infinity war right where which came out in 2018 <sighs> So a whole year later, so two years—it's a whole yeah. two-year span from yeah. like the end of Civil War to to that. Right. So and yeah, like, I like mean, that said, seems like yeah. it's pretty real time. I mean, what what he was gonna be doing in mm. in Wakanda? Shoot, yeah. I don't know, like herding cattle, you know, just <laughs> yeah, throwing hay the like he was. Life. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's most true. advanced country in right the, in the world. In the world, so. yeah, and it was peace. You know, like it was peaceful for him because you know, I yeah. imagine like, you know, you go from those really visceral scenes of him undergoing torture and then you have this flip side of here he is without any arm and his truest self that he's been since 1945 and then going back to the flashback in the show like Mm -hmm. i wonder how hard it was for him to um like forget like what hydra has put into him yeah like like that scene with him and ao yeah and like him finally like hearing the trigger words Mm -hmm. and not yeah. turning yeah and it's like whoa yeah that's a huge moment yeah so that was gigantic that moment. was insane that's great so so now yeah. it's like it's a clean slated mm-hmm. winter quote-unquote winter soldier because he's not the winter soldier anymore yeah, the but wolf. Yeah, the, he's the white wolf. <laughs> white wolf so but yeah so to see now where his growth because like it was like it was his growth from winter soldier to mm-hmm. end of civil war and then from black panther to end of end game mm-hmm. and then there's a growth a different growth path from the show mm-hmm. the, about the whole show and yeah. now he's like in this new path where his mind is not altered it's not broken now yeah. he's like and there's there's and like his mind is not altered but he's also living in a world mm-hmm. without steve rogers right and that's all he knew right like yeah the show was about sam and that but ultimately it was all all bucky knew was steve rogers well and that that perfectly lands with one of my favorite lines of dialogue that he has in falcon winter soldier and it's when he and sam are kind of having that impromptu like shield training scene in louisiana and he says like straight up to him he's like when you gave away that shield when you resigned the shield i felt like it felt like you were giving away whatever family i had, I had left. left yes and then i had yes. nothing that was, and I was that like, was a powerful line oh, too oh man yeah. yeah which exactly correlates yeah. to to steve and, and again how important he was and he was the only family they were the only family that both of them had left exactly um, yeah 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 because, and so it, yeah. that progression and 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 i that's why i do love the show like i feel like the show gets so much more flack for for its quote-unquote woke moments and 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 undertones then it should because I, I just feel like people are also missing the yeah. the character growth. But like it plays into each character's growth, especially right, exactly. especially like like certain certain mm-hmm. quote unquote woke takes played into yeah. 
into Sam's storyline with and him being like, of the he's like, oh, yeah. that's Black Captain, Amer- that's Black Falcon. Yeah, it's like, it's nah. just Falcon, dude. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's like it doesn't matter yeah. if I was black or white, yeah. brown, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then with um with with Bucky's uh, yeah. um kind of arc, it's like people forget that he's almost over. He's over almost a hundred years old. Yeah. So he's living in a world 106. where. 106 there it is <laughs> he's living in a world where one now he doesn't have steve mm-hmm. but also now try to live in a world where i have this i'm an avenger technically yeah and but i have nobody but all i've known is pain because yeah. of you know these trigger words and, mm-hmm. and then wakanda's come into play so we see that growth too mm-hmm. and they both meet at, the, at its peak uh perfectly at the end so yeah. it's like like now they're both kind of like and they're they're in a different mindset, and mm-hmm. their character and their character is just incredibly different from where it was right from the beginning of yeah. uh, from the end of Endgame. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was just very. He was almost like shredded paper, and he was frayed at the at the edges, you know. And then now you're kind of seeing him being put together in a new way. He's formulating a full piece of paper again, and yeah. now he's getting to write his own story. Yes. So, so it's like, where does he go from here now? Yeah, exactly. You know? And almost, you know, I'm almost inclined to say that I was kind of satisfied with that. If that was the last time I was going to see Bucky Barnes, mm. I'd be okay with it. But that's certainly not the last time I want to see him. I want to see him for many more years. Yeah. But if that was the last time that they gave me a solid, this is a full-fledged Bucky Barnes. See, he keeps looking at me like, my, <laughs> me? My name? Um if that's the last time we see the Winter Soldier, then I think I would be mostly okay with it, but not entirely. I still yeah. think there's a little room to For further. Sure. It's explore. kind of like like the ending of like No Way Home. Like we see Peter Parker like grow into this new version of yeah. Peter Parker and Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know there's a, there's you know there's story left. Yeah, exactly. So now with this Bucky Barnes that has formulated at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's like okay, it's kind of like a nice like happy ending for him because he finally got rid of like all those demons those right. those hydra demons inside of him mm-hmm. and now he's kind of like he's his own person now like he's mm-hmm. learned to move on and live a life without steve but now he has sam with him right so it's like cool like now it's now there's more story to be told but it's mm-hmm. still technically a bookend to his character yeah but just to one part of his character right, exactly so are you ready to talk aesthetics yeah he's goo all right, so uh, we received a listener comment from VampireKiss12 on Instagram who asks, the original Bucky costume, was it really a leotard and tights? When did the second incarnation of Bucky happen? Um, so, I mean, this is like, needless to say, the costume, the original costume was very, again, reminiscent of like the Robin-esque look where it was kind yeah. of like almost even Peter Pan. Like it was some sort of top with like the outside underoos with the tights. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Bucky's was more um, wartime looking where it had the, the sort of um, stylizations of the collar were very military-like and the buttons and the breast coat. Um, very reminiscent of, of the military um, era, um, which we saw adapted in uh, First Avenger in his second suit, the suit that he falls in when he's oh, in the train. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. him with that collar. Yeah. 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 Game of what if as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. 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 So I feel like that, that was like the callback and the homage 
to the comic book versions that we've seen less the tights thank god <laughs> and it of course in the mcu was stripped down of the color so it was just a neutral gray green blue look yeah that was more of an, a future or a for, foreshadowing kind of homage that okay. you see later on um and of course uh you know the, the, the second incarnation, or at least the more um, notable costume change is when he becomes the Winter Soldier, um, which that costume is very like identical to the comic book counterpart, which you just saw in these pages. Yes. Um, it is very, you know, like tactical. The arm is exposed. Um, lots of pockets, lots of Velcro, lots of straps. It's <laughs> 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 just a gothic dream. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, shout out to costume designers, uh, Judiana Makovsky and Michael Crow, who worked on the first two Captain America films, as well as um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, respectively. Um, and, of course, beyond that, uh, there's, you know, the smaller things, there's the, the obvious haircuts and, and we talk about this many times where the characters have glow ups and they change throughout their, their, their time in, you know, on film. And, and, you know, it's very similar to that in the comic books. They, they kind of get the, uh, like you saw Bucky's hair go from the short to the long and, yeah. and stuff like that, as well as his domino mask that he wears in the books. Um, they kind of treated that a little different when it came to the film because, you know, the Winter Soldier like mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the blacked out eyes. Yes. Which, you know, again, another homage and, and also very true to to that of like army and tactical like gear and look. Like, you know, when you go into the war or battle, you've got the, the war paint, if you will. Yeah. Um, but of course, yeah, beyond that, beyond those those attributes, there's the prosthetic arm. Um, which they do regard as a prosthetic arm in in the books and MCU, not so much a bionic or mechanical arm, but mm-hmm. a prosthetic because it is a prosthetic. Yep. Um, in the comics, it was it was courtesy of Hydra as well. Um, it, it, <laughs> in the in the comics, though, it's so funny because and not even well, yeah, it is. It's actually quite funny. It's it's destroyed time and again in the books. Like, really? Yeah, I mean, I get it, yeah. Because it's a comic, right? And it's kind of like... And also, because it, it's not necessarily Wakandan vibranium. Like, it's not a thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like in Civil War, how, like, Cap, uh, Cap, Iron Man blows it off, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, So yeah. you see a lot of that in yeah. the comics. But it's, it's easier to, to keep... <laughs> Ripping something off in the comics than yeah. it is in the movies. Oh yeah, exactly. yeah. It's <laughs> like, like for sure, it's always give him a new. <laughs> old, he'll get a new iteration of it. Da da da. Whatever. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. Like there's a there's a book. I think it was the. I think it was again. It was a Black Widow book with. He's actually teamed up with Clint, and it's basically them just hating each other the entire issue. And there's a part where the arm gets blown off, or he does something where it, it it's destroyed in some manner, and it flops onto the ground and he just straps it onto his back and clint is like that is really disturbing buck's like what do you want me to do it's pretty funny uh it's so good and so it's it's not nearly as dramatic as it is in the in the movies but it serves some good purpose in the books um yeah and of course in the in the mcu uh the original arm is very iconic um because it had the the red Russian star on it, mm-hmm. crafted by Hydra and their their wonderful diabolical team of scientists. Oh yeah. Um, and so apparently that I don't know if they mentioned this. I don't know if you remember this, but they apparently it was made of titanium. 
in the in the first very Falcon, high quality uh, metal i forget yeah yeah so it's apparently titanium and winter soldier um which then of course like we discussed it it gets uh upgraded to wakandan vibranium that was it right it just went from that it. to yeah that's right that's it yeah that's um because yeah he just went the time without it <laughs> and then next thing you know T'Challa they made him, him the gift. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What an what an upgrade, man. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. good too. It looks so good. Oof. But I, I do and you know, this this kind of fits in the the small smidgen of space where I do think he's worth more exploration because, you know, like like I mentioned before, like he has hidden blade in it. Like does this version of it does he have yeah, a hidden yeah. blade? Is, that is he there like some about? hidden like yeah. because like, like AO disabling him? Yeah. Probably oh yeah, yeah. Key- that was so funny. That was incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh, I gasped for sure. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then even even Sam was like, "Did you know they can do that?" Yeah, and then exactly. Bucky's like, "No." <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I just. Uh, is, yeah, the yeah. way that it collapses like it, and his reaction to it is just like like is it like the Stark Spider Man suit where it's like you unlock the after the the beginner yeah, like yeah like oh yeah. shoot like yeah. what else can I do what with else this? can he do right yeah. because it is it is made by the scientists in Wakanda and you know probably Shuri and a, a number of other people and so sky's the limit with that bad boy exactly I think, like, like he vibranium does, he no like they said is the most versatile metal on right. all of on exactly. all exactly yeah, so it's like yeah yeah definitely and, and and certainly like speaking of the aesthetic i one of my favorite things about this character and you see it when he's fighting steve um both on the ground and also in the helicarrier when all of the plates like compress and they buckle yes you hear the yeah 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 oh, like that's when i i'm such an auditory person Love oh no no yeah sound. like the sound the sounds of his oh arm and like you like when you hear it yeah make impact and stuff I you're like it. ooh, yeah it's like, yeah and and i don't know that we we get that with the vibranium arm so much right probably not as like yeah I don't intricate think as that because i don't think it it like, doesn't have plates that i don't move. think it flaps like that i think yeah. it's like one continuous kind right. of piece of thing that's like reactive yeah um, yeah yeah because you know it is vibranium and it's probably malleable and yeah all that good stuff but yeah. uh yeah hopefully yeah. it gets explored at some point i but. would love to see something else like because you know even when he was just putting it back on like seeing the circuitry and and all oh, of the hinges yeah, you that just are here it, it kind of like re locks in yeah. oh yeah that's so cool um so i wanted to touch on the color theory um you know speaking of aesthetics and and just touch a bit on the uh the looks that have been incorporated into Bucky's attire. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the color theory for this character, it's still true for both um, comic and MCU, even if MCU Bucky doesn't have so much coloration, um, especially in his 40s form. Um, but uh, Bucky, so as as Bucky Barnes, you know, the sidekick and, and uh, civilian, um, he's got a lot of blues and a lot of reds. Those are, I feel, his most primary colors, especially in the early books. Um, so apparently blue represents depth, wisdom, and confidence, Okay. which is, I think <laughs> it nails it perfectly because again, he was so enthusiastic and so like, yeah. I'm Boogie Barnes. Yeah. Um, and then red, whereas red, um, represents bold, passionate, and determined. So yeah, like, also they true. They picked perfect colors yeah. for that. And then you can see my Bucky bear over there in, next to the Oh green. yeah. 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 There he goes. Red and red and blue. Um, and then, of course, as Winter Soldier, um, black, a lot of black is happening, mm-hmm. stands for mystery, possible menace, and eternal. 
Yeah, definitely and a mystery, <laughs> definitely a menace. And then Eternal, I feel, is like an, the, the equivalent of that is that he's laced with infinity formula or, you know, serum, super soldier yeah, serum yeah. Or he's always like yeah. under cryo also. Yeah. So he's like yeah. living forever. Endless, right? <laughs> and then the gray, which is ambiguous, mechanical, and cold. Oof. Wow, right? Like they might as well have been his trigger words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it nailed it. So yeah, way to go, color theory. Everything makes sense. So in our final final portion of, of all of these things about Bucky Barnes, um, I saved his time as Captain America for near last because I didn't want to get too deep into it, but I also feel it's very important to this character, at least when it comes to the comic book version, because we don't see him become Captain America in the MCU. And I don't think we ever will because of Sam. There's yeah. just no way. There's yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. And there's, that's, that's actually, that's also a, real, a really hot take also among people probably. Oh, really? Probably like, like, why does Sam get the shield? Or why, oh, how come? Because like, obviously it's a storyline. So how yeah. Well, it's a, it's a storyline for both of them, but why not? For sure. But why not? But why not Bucky? And like, oh. there's one solid reason why. Yeah. It's just, it's he, just, it's because of his past. And he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's certainly something that, is very parallel, at least for the most part, when it comes to the comic book canon um, of Bucky Barnes as Captain America. And so um, this all takes place after um, Civil War, because if you recall, in the books, if you recall, like Steve Rogers got assassinated, right? Yes. And then, um, so Tony, Tony was at the helm. It was his duty to then appoint the next Captain America successor. So he had the shield, He's about to do it. Bucky goes in. He actually has to fight Nat, but he manages to overtake her, and then he steals the shield so that no ceremony can commence, nothing can happen, no one can be Captain America because he has it. And so he goes Oof. on the run. He's like, bye. Whoa. <laughs> which is very, which tonally reminds me of how determined Bucky was in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, we got to get the shield back. We got to steal the shield. We got to get the shield. Why'd you give the shield away? Like, yeah, like he doesn't <laughs> deserve it. Like, it's, like, it's, like yeah. it's not your. It's not his, Sam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it it that for me very it ran parallel. I was like, ah, I get it. I get it. Um, so so he he puts himself uh, by doing this. He puts himself in Red Skull's crosshairs, who is you know again hmm. always. The Captain America. It's He's always, yeah. Batman yeah, and Joker. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. really, it's very much that relationship. So, um, Tony then decides, you know what? You be Captain America. Oof. And he makes Bucky Captain America. And this, again, it's during Civil War. So, it's the whole, the, the, the accords and all that stuff, right? So, Bucky goes, I'll do it. But I get to, I get to, you, you don't put me in those, I don't have to sign that. So it kind of pulls him away. I forgot what I had written down initially. Oh, wow. But yeah, oh, yeah. So um, so he's basically labeled autonomous. So he can do whatever he wants away from that accord, uh, away from that uh, registration act. Yeah. As long as he's Captain America. Wow. So it negates his, it negates him from that law, if you will. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so he, he made it out for himself. Um, and so, yeah, you know, like, Personality wise, he's much more abrasive than Steve. I mentioned this before that while Steve is more of a very natural born leader, Bucky, because he is the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. version of himself, he's much more cold and he's just like, get your ass in line. Come on, let's go, Avengers, rather than 
Avengers Assemble. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's he's much more um, abrasive um, and 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 forth and straightforward when it comes to even his fighting style. Like, just imagine Winter Soldier that we're familiar with in MCU, but in a Captain America outfit, and it's just it's different. It's a different vibe altogether. For sure. And um, I don't know if you noticed in that comparative picture with Steve and Bucky both as Cap, but. Um, an identifying factor of his outfit not only is the ears covered, yeah, which is why I'm still kind of I'm still amused that Chris Evans did got it. that and did like, did like it. you said you did a say, whole movie in this, <laughs> yeah. So so that's really a Bucky Cap thing, but but also it's noted that in the comics, whereas Cap has the chainmail at times and the other sort of patriotic um, army gear like of his uh, for his suits, yeah, Bucky's was um, laced with adamantium. Whoa. That's why there's like, if you saw in that picture, there's like a sheen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's, so not only does he have the arm, but his freaking Captain America suit is laced with the same metal property that Wolverine's claws are. So it's That's indestructible. Crazy. Yeah. So it makes him like a human bullet in many ways, right? So he's like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Which does make him a very cool Captain America. In that, yeah, right? yeah. Different. Different. It's, it's very yeah. different. Um, but yeah, so he, you know, while dodging the Superhuman Registration Act, he kind of just operates as Captain America until, like I mentioned earlier, Zemo was like, oh, I know how to destroy his life. <laughs> And then releases the records of him as Winter Soldier, and then he's stripped of the power. Essentially, um, he Jeez. goes on the run. I think he was he was found innocent here in the states, but then Russia was like, "Well, you did your own damage over here as well." So they they were going to put him away. He gets busted out by Sharon and Nat. Nice. Then he returns, and he's just like, "I'm the Winter Soldier again." <laughs> it's me. It's me. I'm back. It's me, Bucky Barnes. Um. So yeah. It, when all is said and done, it he's essentially like we said, you know, like not only did he not want it in the MCU, but there's something to the character and what he has been through that negates him from being, oh, uh, like not fit to be in that role. But it it's he's just I don't know how to phrase it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's just he's essentially in the books. He's 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 deemed tainted he's too tainted to be captain america to be like an official hero like I guess so, there's right? too much baggage i guess yeah i guess baggage i mean I'm, like, and I, I hate saying that because because yeah. like, there's all it's like there's always stories of like like let go of the baggage you're a yeah. new person it's like well, it doesn't matter if you let go of it and you're a changed person mm -hmm. people are never freaking forget yeah what you've done exactly and you know that's mm -hmm. up to the people and the mm -hmm. higher powers all be yeah to yeah. make you a voice or a face of the country i guess exactly yeah. yeah and so that's the unfortunate truth of the matter and i wish people more people understood that especially for the mcu version because it's like yeah that's easy to say that but i mean yeah dude <laughs> yeah he's like got the most unknown kills of any assassin in I the mean, world. I <laughs> mean, he murdered Tony Stark's uh, parents. Exactly. He did many, many <laughs> things that he was not in control of, but also he remembers every single kill. He remembers one of these every things. single kill. And so to then take that baggage and weight on his shoulders 
And then to then be expected to parade around as Captain America seems like a tall order. So, but you yeah, know, no. some people want to see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, we're going to move on a little bit. Uh, so another title that he has had in the comics is a very important one. Um, and this calls back to our episode on what if and the watcher. Um, so long story short, when Nick Fury in the comic books becomes the watcher, he is then left um he has left the position of man on the wall open so for those of you who don't know do you know are you familiar with the man on the wall not the, terminology not that, no, at all not that. so in general jargon man on the wall is like a it's almost like a military term where he's like the sniper on the roof uh, okay okay so so imagine if you will nick fury once was in the comic books the man on the wall so it was his duty to if if something was going to threaten Earth or something, a crucial event mm-hmm. um, in the time-space continuum, it was his duty to ensure that did not happen. So when Nick Fury became the Watcher, that left the position of Man of the Wall open, and Bucky was present with him during all of this in the comic books. So that left Bucky in that role, if you will. Mm, he becomes okay. the Man of the Wall. Um and you know, I don't. Again, sadly, this is something we don't. I I don't think we're ever going to see. It's too gigantic of a storyline, you know, with a human cosmic cube. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, a human cube. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who you know, he at one point he was supposed to kill her, and then he didn't kill her, and he ended up taking care of her, and all this stuff happens. Um, but yeah, so he, so in the comics, he's the man on the wall. They they did explore that quite a bit in a solo series, mm-hmm. and it kind of took Bucky on a on a intergalactic adventurer but then it just got tabled and it's never been never, brought up again okay <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know what's happening anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 all over the place but he still has the title we just yeah. don't know what they're gonna do with it and then that brings us to what if dot 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 voiced by sebastian stan um so yeah we've seen both 1940s buck and the winter soldier in the series and he's right. instrumental yeah. instrumental in the Captain Carter episodes. Yeah. Uh I love that version of that character, both versions of that character. I think it's he's well done in there too and it's he's pretty funny. And all the oh my god, all the puns are just killing me. Like he makes he makes the one about the 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 octopus or the sushi and all the ones about Hydra and I'm just like, yeah. "Oh my god, stop." It's also <laughs> hilarious cuz they're dad jokes. Um I love the Winter Soldier one because the zombie episode is incredible. Yes. It's like, sorry, Cap, this is the end of the line. <laughs> and it's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh. It's cringy, but it's so good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess last but not least, that leaves the White Wolf, um, who I just wanted to briefly touch on. Yeah. Um, yeah, we first mentioned the original White Wolf in our Black Panther episode. And so for those of you who aren't aware, um, T'Challa's adoptive brother in the comic books, his name is Hunter. Uh, he blamed T'Challa for T'Challa's mother's death. He wanted to, or not T'Challa's mother, but um, he wanted to get revenge on the brother for losing succession. And there's a lot of family strife in there. Um, basically, the original White Wolf was not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> and he, oh, was, yeah. he was a bad, bad guy. Um, and they've more or less revamped that character namesake and, and re, you know, uh, 
and given it to by giving it to Bucky of all people. And uh, yeah, I kind of liked how that was a nice little homage in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, it's interesting because I do believe that Hunter, the White Wolf, was um, in a couple of the cartoons or in a, oh, an really? episode or two. Yeah, I think I saw a something. Maybe it's the Avengers series. But Marvel just uh, revealed last week that the original, I believe the original character is re-emerging in the comic books. Oh, okay. In a Captain America comic. Ooh. So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let me show you this really quick because it is, I have many questions. <laughs> and, you know, and it's it's very interesting because if you look at the, the comments, people immediately think it's Bucky. And it's like, well, no. Well, at least I don't think so. Um... There you go. The White Wolf Whoa. arrives. So we'll see who that ends up that, being. Yeah. And what the story is behind that. Because, I mean, if you look at it real quick, it looks like Tony, but it's not Tony. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, whether or not we'll see Bucky as the White Wolf, who knows? <laughs> and what if, if they're going to really bank on that at all? I don't think they I will. But. I wonder if they... Yeah. So... I added a new sort of section, the future of the character in the films. Um, so after the Falcon Winter Soldier, do we see him in Captain America 4, another series, a movie? Yeah. Romantic yeah, we interest. We touched on a little we bit. We touched on all of that, yeah. yeah. And and listener Laura, um, she asked us this question actually too, and she added more healing, avenging, dating. and <laughs> Dating? <laughs> yeah. I think all of the above. Yeah, sure. Because, you know, I think he's got a lot of damage done. He's going to need to keep healing. I think every days new healing for this character avenging i mean i would assume so i think he still wants to be on the right side of good and for things. sure um dating i don't know we'll see i guess do here's here's a do i don't mean to take a take it away from him as a character or whatever mm-hmm. does do you think he gets a solo project or or is he pretty much like in tone in like parallel you know, with mm-hmm. with with Falcon type of thing or Captain America. I personally, yeah, think he deserves something. Okay. I think I don't think he needs a movie. I think he could use a miniseries. I think a four, a four episode miniseries. Yeah, The Winter Soldier. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, <laughs> if only because I would either or both like to see him just. Being the Winter Soldier and all that, uh, all those gaps of time, maybe they could go throughout time. And because, you know, you got to remember, they placed him at JFK's assassination mm. and like in all these important moments in So you, you in would history. like to, you would like to see those flashbacks kind of so. fleshed out more. A little bit, but I don't think they're as important as I would just simply like to see Bucky not have to rely on somebody else. Because I feel like they do, like you mentioned before, like he was very much intertwined and integrated with Cap and he is in the comics as well. And then later on with Sam as Captain America slash Falcon. And they did that quite a bit in the comics as well. But in the comics, he has had his own solo series. So he's absolutely 100% capable capable of having his own storyline. And I think even if those people come in and out periodically in small increments, I think he can still carry and have a storyline that is progressive and also insightful and also helps the character grow. Yeah. You know, and I think like 
like for instance when he's talking about like his daily with the therapist right and mm-hmm. the, his first appearance in falcon and winter soldier even that nugget like that nugget was so satisfying because it was interesting to see how is this 106 year old man who has no family who has nobody quote unquote going to go about and try and redeem himself not only in the government size not only in the public eye but also with himself and so i think that and i think the direct the showrunner once mentioned that he wanted to explore bucky's story more but he didn't want to override sam because it's very easy to do so yes. you know like you could easily accidentally spill over the brim talking about bucky and winter soldier over and, and over yeah again. and vice versa too yeah, yeah and vice versa yes exactly and so it's kind of like they're kind of like conjoined twins where i'm like eh, you could pull them apart i think and i think it would they would still be equally very interesting and very independent um entities in their own right and i think they should at least for bucky give him something a little more where he's not a sidekick because i feel like he is treated like a sidekick even when he's not a sidekick for sure yeah i agree with so, that yeah yeah i <laughs> i said it's tough I, I but i also go like you know before i say anything like I believe every character that has been introduced in like the MCU yeah. deserves their own solo project mm. for whatever it is. Yeah. You know, miniseries, episodic. Yeah. Um would big, big movie. Piggybacking on that idea, would you be satisfied with a series that's just like I don't know what the title is, but yeah. humor me, where every episode is a an hour long short film for characters. So like say like one episode is one hour of just Bucky Barnes. Another episode is one hour of, uh, I don't know, Shuri. The next one is sure. only Monica Rambeau. Like, things like that. That's tough. Is it tough? I don't I mean, I guess it depends. Like, what story you want to tell of, of right. them, you know? Right. Just like, a, is it like one hour story. of them doing what? Side stories. Side yeah, stories. side stories. Like, side yeah. quests. Exactly. So, it's like, like yeah. And then, I, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, f- yeah, but I feel like the people, like you said, the people would, would want more. Yeah. Like, it's like, they, you, like you, 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 you have them do like one, 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 one hour quest of something that they did that was in between this movie or that movie, or yeah. it was post this movie. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, so what are they going to do after that? Yeah, and exactly. you're like, <laughs> look, dude, I can only, I can only do you so much. We can only get so much yeah. of a budget. We can only yeah. get so much money. Like does yeah. the actor want to do it? And I think it's an actor thing too. If the actors yeah. really care. Yeah. And I think they do care about these characters that they yeah. portrayed. Like how, how will my next project Mm-hmm. evolve my character right and is it in in a way that makes sense for my character mm, yeah so whether yeah. yeah like you said whether that's in a one-hour form mm. a mini-series episodic or a movie form they should be up for it and like i i go yeah. i mean we keep going back to to elizabeth olsen as scarlet witch like especially her i know she, she loves playing that character but she she's not going to continue to do the character if it's not going to be in a way that wanda and the scarlet witch is evolving Mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense right so it's like and i feel like that's how all Mm -hmm. all actors feel for their characters because you know beating a dead horse is no way to go yeah like if you play the same character with basically plateaued growth Mm -hmm. over seven ten years oh yeah and you've reached no climax it's like well then what did you why did you even play this character like what was the point 
of yeah. all these other previous appearances yeah. if you're not going to grow. Yep, exactly. Um, but, I mean, having his own movie or even series would be cool, mm-hmm. but... You know, you got to go to the vision board. That's why they, <laughs> that's why they went on that that Marvel retreat. Yeah, exactly. And they, they mapped out year. the next ten years of yeah. Marvel. Oh, <laughs> so crazy! Oh, I can't wait. To but I do hope he geriatric I, if, rolling I, into I, these movies. <laughs> I do, I do hope he does make an appearance in uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Maybe. Or I'm sorry, Captain, Captain America. America Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe in the capacity of like how how much Wanda is in Doctor Strange 2. Not necessarily him being a villain. Yeah. But like like that kind of parallel. Yeah. But also who knows? Yeah. Since they since they're piggybacking off a joint TV show yeah. already. So <laughs> it's like I say though, if they are if they if they're comfortable erasing Bucky Nat, sky's the limit. They'll do anything. They will do anything. <laughs> what if they revive the story? What if they <laughs> what if they just find a way to just just drop a nugget of it oh and then they God. never bring it up ever again. I'll be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that nugget uh, and I'll like nourish like, it. Like what if Sebastian stand in a random line and just like, oh yeah, back in whatever year, me yeah. and Nat are like, you and Nat? Sam, <laughs> Sam's like, you and Nat? And then Bucky's like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> anyways, and you're like, and they just move across, they just move from Plot it. twist. What if they did it? What if it was uh, Milena? Melina? Melina. The mom. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Rachel White? Yeah. What oh, if they wow. played that? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hold it fast. Just, just not. See, now like- I'm just like, now I'm like thinking of ideas because <laughs> now that you have that idea and then we brought, we bring up the previous yeah. idea of them, of Bucky and Yelena, yeah. like meeting. And then, and then what if like Bucky's like, huh, you look familiar. Yeah. Like, and they're like, who's your mom? And then they'll be like, oh. Oh, shit. Boom. And then, and then boom, they fight. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now they got beat. That would be wild. Right? <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. So we're almost there. And we're almost was. So much like Tom Hiddleston nabbed Loki, Sebastian landed the role of Bucky Barnes while auditioning for Steve Rogers. Of course. Ultimately losing it to Chris Evans. <laughs> so, Obviously. So I would I don't know that there's a screen test. For Bucky Barnes? Yeah, have you no for for, oh, oh, for oh. Sebastian as Captain America. Oh for oh, I have not seen it. I have one. not seen it. No. God, I hope they leak that one day. Um but the, yeah, it is an interesting thought. But again, not one I need to worry about because he and I think Sebastian himself even said that he it was for the good because he found Bucky to be a more interesting character. <laughs> oh wow. Nice. <laughs> Which, fair enough, because he does kind of go through this crazy, you know, journey. Yeah. Like we've just talked about for probably five hours. Um, but, shock to shock to me, I don't know about you, but there were no other listed possibilities for this character. Like, he seemed to have gotten it before they even went out to people to screen test. Man. Yeah, so he nailed it. He got it. Probably nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Um, Fan casts have included, but are not limited to, Dacker Montgomery. Okay. And oh. he, he's been listed a few times already. This is, again, this is the hot mustachio guy from Stranger Things, <laughs> <laughs> who was also the Red Ranger in the new Power Rangers film. Um, Zachary Gordon from Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Uh, Kit Harrington, our very own Dane Whitman of the Eternals. Huh. 
soon to be Black Knight. Um, of the three, three, three of the three, Dacker was like apparently number one. Okay, I think he's too pretty, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's about it. And and Dang. Sebastian Stan was numero uno from the get go. Worked out. Yep. And then some suggested reading before we close out. Um, there's a ton. There's a ton of great Winter Soldier stories out there, but I'm going to name these in particular because I think they're fun. Um, <laughs> 2018's Unstoppable Wasp. Um, you got to check that one out. Uh, it's very interesting because the, the main character um, is, and we've mentioned her, I think, before. She is of the Red Room. Um, and Bucky, it's a more loose version of Bucky, I feel, because he's obviously Winter Soldier at this point, but uh-huh. it's more slapstick kind of PG-13 young adult humor fun. Um, yeah, it's cute. And then um, 2015's Captain America White. Okay, that that one is the crucial one. That's okay. the crucial one. <laughs> so I got to talk about this really quick because there was this color series <clears throat> written by Jeff Loeb and then pen- penciled by Tim Sale with Dave Stewart on colors. And so... Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale pulled together these series of books. There are four issues for each one, okay. if not six, maybe four to six. And so there was Hulk Gray, there was Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow, and Captain America White. Okay. And so each series, up until the Captain America ones, was essentially about the main hero and their like love interest. <laughs> okay. So Hulk had Betty... Daredevil had Karen Page. Yeah. Spider-Man Gwen Stacy. Okay. Captain America had Bucky. Wow. <laughs> so they kind of broke the chain with this one. Because again, it was very much like, and I remember when it was first announced, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then you actually read the issues and it's a very beautiful story. And it's very much, it's during the time before uh, Bucky comes back as the Winter Soldier. And so this is when Steve comes out of the ice he realizes, oh my God, my friend is dead. And uh, so he goes back in recollection of when they first met and and how the, all the missions that they used to do and stuff. And it's really beautiful, beautifully written and, and drawn. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone should read that one. Um, and then, of course, 2020, the 2020 series of Falcon and Winter Soldier, if you want some slapstick humor between Sam and Buck, I think that's a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> and I've said it before and I'll say it again, anything with Ed Brubaker's name on it. So go forth and read all the Captain America and all the Bucky and all the Falcon Winter Soldier books that you can. Woo! <laughs> and so um, that's the end of the show, friend. Whoa. <laughs> A lot of lore with him. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I feel like we still, I still like left out so much stuff. There's still so a lot stuff. left to be talked about for yeah. this guy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, <laughs> that is our wonderful Bucky Barnes. The great James Buchanan James. Bonds. <laughs> James Bonds. <laughs> Bonds, James Bonds. So thanks for listening, guys. Next episode. So. We have a mini Marvel next. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to talk all things. Well, here's, let me ask you hot on the spot, Jeff. Oh. We were initially planning to kind of lead into the moon night of this for a mini Marvel. Yes. Has that changed with the Doctor Strange or do you want to do Doctor Doctor Strange a little little further along? Oh. 
Yeah. Or we can do all. We can do all the above. Because God knows what's going to be released in this time. That's also true. <laughs> Two weeks is a long time. So now that we think about it, because we, we wanted to co- com- combine like a Moon Knight recap yeah. review yeah. into our mini Marvel. Yeah. But then after we <laughs> saw Multiverse of Madness, I was like, dude, I think this needs its own episode. Yeah. And then now that I'm thinking about it. Yep. What if we, we can still do a mini Marvel, mm-hmm. but maybe we push a mini Marvel and then we make one episode of half review Moon Knight and the second second half review Multiverse and Madness. We so, can do that. So it's kind of like a review recap episode, but on two different projects. Yeah. Yeah. We can <laughs> that do way that. we can like, so we don't have to like feel like we have to like <laughs> answer the questions, but yeah. then also like still want to talk, but that way we can yeah. like focus on. The characters that have been brought to light in both yeah. of those projects, yeah. th- both projects being Moon Knight yeah. and Multiverse of Madness, sure. because there was a lot. Like re- I say, review and recap of the mo- of the show and and movies, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of characters revealed in there, and yeah. we won't go deep into those characters. Obviously, if we need to, we can obviously we'll do our own episode for them. But right. just in general, like the mm-hmm. amount of lore. Like literally two yeah. different types of lore. Yeah. Like Egyptian lore. Yeah. And then multiverse lore. Magic. And ma- yeah, <laughs> magic lore, yeah. multiverse lore. Uh, just yeah. X Men. <laughs> like, exactly. there's a lot of like things to unpack uh, and just to say so out loud verbally. Yeah. Oh, bless that I feel like yeah. when they when when it time comes for them to do when yeah. we need to do a character study on yeah. individual. Yeah. It'll come. Yeah. But we just need to like. Yeah. I think, like, in my, in my opinion, like, put everything into his perspective in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, yeah. like, what roles that they play now that those types of characters have been revealed. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, if you're okay. down for that. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. And then Although, I, yeah. I'll do you one better. Huh. Can we, can I make an executive decision and that our next character study, our actual character study, uh-huh. will be Yelena Belova? Of course. <laughs> why would I? Why would I say no to that? I think it's time. I think it's time. Why would I, I say <laughs> say no to my girl Flo? You know, your girl Flo, my wifey Flo. <laughs> okay, so she's literally the only person on Instagram where if they have one of those small stories yeah. and like it's a long story you're like do, 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 and i'm do, like do. i'm gonna watch it you're gonna I know watch it inside. it's an episode of cooking with flow hey. you're damn right <laughs> my man hell yeah. yeah hell yeah i'm down okay cool so that's what's coming up next on the show and we are great salute to Claire, Ed, Katie, Laura, Tyler, Ariel, Joe, Liz, Robin, the Rockner, Jenny, Ashley, Nats, Andrew, and Melanie with you till the end of the eyeliner, as I say. Um, follow us on social, S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, please review, rate, and subscribe. We know you're out there. Just just hit the, just hit it. Just hit keep, that five star. Just, just keep engaging. Just do it. We'll keep responding. Heck yeah, we will. Um, thank you guys for st- sticking with us uh, to, to the, end of the end of the episode. Um, and yeah. Like she said, subscribe, follow, review, like, yeah, everything, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, uh, talk to you soon, and we'll see you in the next see one. In the next one. Bye. Bye. Steve.
Which Bucky am I talking to? Your mom's name is Sarah. He used to wear newspapers and <laughs> Can't read that in the museum. Just like that, we're supposed to be cool? 